they just did the guess who bit, and you know what? It didn't work. Didn't work. No, because we're coming, we're coming back, man. We're revisiting. We're revisiting later. I know, we're but I'm saying back. to you, well, when we did that riff last time, it was quite funny. But man, we've this... got four minutes because you're going to go record another podcast. I'm trying Dude, to I've got to wrap it all up. I'm doing, I'm doing another episode. I know. Idiots. Let me wrap it up. <laughs> Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep. We will find you acting on your best behavior Turn your back on Mother Nature Everybody wants to rule the world I've just having checked that then, realized that it was never an issue. It's absolute bullshit. The last episode was recording, it had red light on and I could see that it recorded for 2.8 hours or fuck knows how many numbers. But I'm like, it's just the universe continues to mock me. Every conceivable thing. I was thinking about it. It's like uh, an episode of, you know, Foxtel, The Haunted. I feel like there's an evil spirit and I, I don't know how to fix it. I need to go to like Africa and get a witch doctor to rub blood on me or something to try to fix it. But then you seem totally depraved and they're like, is mental health gone? So I have to just grin and bear it. And just try out psych this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you are blaming the uh, the thing that was screaming at you for weeks. Please format this SD card for finally giving up and fucking not yeah, recording. Yeah, but, but why do why do I need to format it? Like this is because it's telling from- you to, man. Probably because every time you fucking stop recording, you smash your fist into it and no, you yank dude, all the cables it's, out. It's, it's do good. It's do good is trying to put me on a schedule. I'm like, I don't want the platform organized. I don't care. I don't care if my filing's on the floor in a file as long as I know where it is. I know that the boffins in the computer world are like, we've got to get a hard drive and make, uh, you know, like partition off the data. I'm like, stay the fuck out of my SD card. I just want it to be like a fucking gum under a table, just a series of things. And then they eventually say to me, <laughs> it's now faulty. And then I'll be. That's it. what it was saying to you. It was saying, I'm faulty, I'm faulty. Because every time we finish recording something, if you, if you take it, if you imagine something more analog, right? Imagine if it was a vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of you pressing the stop button and gently lifting it up, every time you want to change the song, you just drag the needle across and go, well, where man- is it? I can't hear my. A song. I want to hear Paradise City. Everyone did it for me for years. They go, the best correct way for a computer is to log off. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's to force it with that middle button and just slam it into the dirt because it's your work computer. And I'm like, the computer's broken. Get me a new one. And it gives me three minutes quicker to get to the car park. And I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Fix it. I want it to be able to turn it off by me smashing a red button in the middle. That's how it goes on and off. They, go, they, they really think that I'm going to wind down like I'm at yoga and we're doing, okay, class, now slow breathing as we exit. This thing, I'm like, I'm leaving. I finished work. I'm fucking hammering that red button and turning it off. And I've been doing it for years and I don't actually care. Maybe I've probably replaced eight extra computers than I needed to, <laughs> but I got three minutes back on every day by holding that middle button until it crashed or keeping the laptop running for eight years without one break, like a fucking workhorse, drive it into the dirt. But you know what's so frustrating? That episode, three hours, and it's probably the only one we've ever been funny on. (laughs) I don't know what happened. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Well, that, that man, that three minutes a day, every day with that computer, you've fucking, you've sucked it all back, haven't you? By losing that fucking recording of episode 13. Oh, mate, but the thing is you've got... You've got the other side, man. Yeah, so, I've like, got my side, which is mostly me being quiet while you scream into the abyss. Yeah, so. yeah, but it's perfect, dude. It's like a cryptic cross- crossword. <laughs> that can be the missing app where you fill in and imagine what I said. Where you go like, what? No, bl- blackface, that's pushing it a bit far. And then, you, then it goes quiet for about three minutes. And then you go, nah, seriously, mate, you need to stop. And then they can just, you know, they fill it in. It's paint your own podcast. Do you know what? Sometimes your imagination is more powerful than the reality. You see it in the Hitchcock movies. Do you know he doesn't show the actual stabbing? You imagine the monster. When you see the true monster, it's not as scary as you thought. You're like, oh, dude, that's a guy in fucking makeup. You see with all those uh, student films, they actually show the, the monster. And I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's clearly like a theatre arts guy that's put uh, mud on his face. I'm like, get the fuck out of that's here. That's just a man wrapped in toilet paper. We can tell. It's very that's what easy I'm saying. to see. And they go, it's so believable. And it's what they did with all the movies. Like, they got the special effects now. And they're like, oh, how good is Star Wars now? How good's uh, Jurassic Park when it's more realistic? I'm like, no. It's way better. Your mind is way more powerful than seeing some idiot's version of the scary monster. It's like, dude, I never even imagined that it was a woman with a knife. (laughs) I imagined my high school teacher with a fucking broom. Do you know what I mean? And then they fill it in and they go, I don't know why the movie's not working as well. Why don't people like Star Wars as much now where you don't get to visualise it? I mean, before, even the special effects are not good enough. Back in the day, I preferred it when you could see it was... um, do you know that they, they had to they, they did their best, they painted a bucket and sort of threw it across the screen and said that's the that's the starship trooper or whatever. And then if they couldn't do it, they just left it to your imagination and would play music like and you go, Oh, I wonder what happened. Now they fill in everything for you. You can't find the versions of Star Wars where they don't have like just shit in there you know what i mean like you you're watching what you think is the original version of star wars and there's some cgi'd in like it looks totally out of place because everything else is these beautiful puppets and like it was hand created and then there's this big blue thing like yeah. blobbing around <laughs> like a fucking playstation dude that's game. what i'm saying and, and the, the, the thing is back in the day like they they tried to make all the props but then if there was a gap they like well we'll leave it to your imagination and that's what we're going to do with this pod that app was a cracker <laughs> and you get 80% of silence and then you just hear laughing and a few sort of uh, racial slurs and you go, you know what? Whoa. That was a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> I actually I heard, will I not, heard the guys I will on. not have you fucking gaslight me into thinking that you losing a three-hour recording from my Friday night is to my benefit. You fuck. Dude, it's going to be a better one. And you know what we're going to do now, which always works? <laughs> we're going to recreate the magic. We've from written memory. down the topics that we covered and we're going to try and do it again. Like all stream of consciousness, now they sound insane. I was thinking, I remember talking about <laughs> fucking um, sponsor kids, <laughs> putting sticks through the mail. Let's not burn it all the second time. <laughs> we're not burning shit. We're not burning it. We're just giving preludes. There's no issue. But anyway, man, it was it was very it was very disconcerting like for a man that's almost broken, that's on the on the knife edge to find a new way to push him underwater. I'm like I've been underwater. I'm Harry Houdini. I'm deep. 10,000 gallons underwater and every time I get anywhere Near the top, I feel a boot coming in. And they're always different shoes. It's a fucking ex-boss. It's this. People want me drowned. Yeah. I'm like, can I just come up? I'm not even looking to go on an island. 
and relax. I'm like, I just would like a little breath of air <laughs> for a sec. Just give me three days, three days to compose myself and reassess about what's actually happened in the last few weeks. Well, since Friday, uh, fr- Friday was, I think, uh, at the beginning of that episode that we recorded, a sort of you were in a yeah. very bad mental headspace. It was, uh, it was horrible. In fact, you had really taken the miso blast. You know what uh, happened? I, I went this heavy. I went this heavy miso play. And then it's sort of like, you know, when you're at a house party and it seems shit and you're like, I'm going to leave. And then suddenly the next day you check on Instagram and it's like it kicked off. Oh, yeah, all the party drugs arrived. It was the greatest night of your life. I'm like, fuck, I was there for four hours. We're just having pretzels. Someone was trying to make us play fucking Trivial Pursuit. What happened? This is what's happened to me now. I have no, my trading capital's dropped. But since then, like Nova's now, I think it fucking closed at about 16 cents. Warringah's done oh, nothing, but then is, is, Israelia, uh, ESR, I got some people in at five cents, and then because mm. I was so broken and, and sort of uh, in, in post-shock after me, so I thought, nah, don't, don't get jinxed. This is a nickel self I played. This is exactly what happened with G88. <laughs> fucking don't get lured into going from bad to worse. This fucking thing is at 15 cents now. It mm. looks like it's a Cyrus. It's just blowing up. It's up three times. It'll probably be the best player of the year. And I'm, I'm down the pool without my togs, <laughs> looking in at everyone swimming off, going like, hey, why'd you help out, dude? It's only just kicked off. Water polo started. And I've been fucking swimming laps with a kickboard for years. And now, now, it's all, now everything's easy. All highways are green. Come on in. Money to be made everywhere. Every fucking stock I ever looked at is now finally having its run. A breakthrough moment. We found the cure. The fucking oil's blowing. The, the oil's actually fucking just come out. We didn't even drill it. It's just come through the sand like fucking the, that billionaire show. But anyway, do you know what was that? You know that, um, that hick show? Do you remember that, that sitcom? Which one? The Billionaire. Billionaire. And it was um, it was a hillbilly family, the hillbillies or something, and they they found oil, and it was an eighties or seventies sitcom. Oh, Did you no, ever watch I this? I don't know it. I don't think I know it. Fuck man, is it called Mash? Seventies sitcom, oil, fine. Bear with me. Seventies. Might not even be seventies, man. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, what are you typing why, in? Oil why is everything sitcom? so hard to find? <laughs> oh. The Beverly, no, the Beverly, the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, Beverly Hillbillies. I have you heard must that name. Know this. I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about it. I think with uh, with TV, there is there is a no, limit well, listen, that you can go to... back to, right? You know, this is it. This is it playing now. Wait, is it playing now? Did you say? Yeah, I put it on. <laughs> I'm getting tech savvy, man. I'm now um, cr- uh, actually sabotaging our audio by <laughs> by putting in YouTube clips randomly with no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I just yeah. played like. Um, three minutes of audio in the middle of one of the episodes that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, can you stop watching YouTube videos while we try and fix your mistakes, please? Um, but I think there's, man, there's a limit, right? Like, what's your limit going back for watching television? Movies, some of them can be timeless, you know, like uh, like, like Psycho. Yeah. Uh, Alien's a big one for me as well. Timeless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then TV shows, like, man, when you start reaching back to fucking I Dream of Genie and shit, it's, I can't. It's unwatchable for me. You know? oh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I didn't mind Get Smart, but I've never revisited them, so I don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's your limit? It depends what mood I'm in, man. If I'm if I'm in a, a destructive mood, I'll watch anything. <laughs> hey, like I, I find joy in everything. It's like watching today. 
um, that Alex Shooter Williamson, and you could see all the Melbourne yeah. comics licking their lips like a, 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 a seat at the table had freed up for them. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. I'm like, he's not gone. Shit, dude. You're never getting it. You're never going to make it. And I can see your little jealous, spiteful eyes reveling in it, writing on Twitter. Oh, he's finally gone too far. But he hasn't. He won't apologise. Cancel culture will be made to look inept and he will continue on kicking people in the head and smashing glasses in the face of these left leaners. And I find it hilarious because they actually can't stop you. Like I said in early episodes, if you don't apologise, you're bulletproof. you just got to be mm. depraved, ma'am. Push through. Man, it was refreshing to see someone physically heffing glasses at someone on stage, though. That was... oh, oh. Dude, they were pinging, them at, they were pinging at him and it was like, I don't understand because uh, the, the people were like, oh, look, it's despicable. But it's like there are two shits in, the, in a bowl uh, intertwining. Like, I mean, the audience are useless. He's used. I mean, I don't know why people are like, what he's done is despicable. I'm like, did you see the guys with throwing glasses? They were both as bad as each other. Do you know what I mean? It's like seeing a gang of bikies, rival bikies fight. Who cares? One's dead. I'm like, fucking... No one's counting the body count. Do you know there's, there's one gypsy joker dead? There's one coffin cheater dead? I'm like, it's a win-win, right? Who cares? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Do you course. think? Yes, of course. I don't know how you go in defending uh, either side of those because, sure, there's a man on stage losing his mind, uh, although, uh, admittedly, at his own audience. So you think they've sort of paid for the privilege, haven't they? And on the other end of things, you've got an audience who responds to a man's words by throwing glass at his head. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is the thing. And, and also they're attracted to his type of comedy, which is exactly what he's doing there, right? Yeah. Irreverence and lashing out at uh, weak and punching down. And then they're like, when the punch actually hit them, they're in shock. Yeah. And I'm like, hang on. This is the premise of the entire bit. Grow up, cunt. Like, everything you're laughing where he's sort of pretending to be disabled and a deaf guy going down a manhole and you're laughing, you just can't hack it when he goes like, you're a fucking Bathurst fucking revhead moron. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. The whole brain explodes. I'm like, the, the, you've been feasting on the same pie, dude. Everything he does is that. So the pie, you're suddenly in the pie and then you get worried about it. I'm like, that is what he does. So it's, it's just got a little too close to it home. It is the so same me, as the like, MAGA guys who, when Trump was sick, they're like, how, how dare, the president's ill. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you now? It's like, oh, you can't hack it anymore, right? Like now that it's... Yeah, dude, this is the thing. And I'm like... Look, I can see how you could get like that because he's had a massive break and then he's, um, you've got an ego, right? And then people are coming in and it's, it's effectively the Kramer rant. Your ego has overrun your talent mm. and it's, uh, it's a, a breakdown in your spirit because your brain can't comprehend because you go back to your mansion, you've got a, an Instagram uh, partner, but then the reality is you're trying to live up to the script of, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Eddie Murphy. I'm Richard Pryor. But, yeah. but then when you try riff, you're, it's just silence. It's tumbleweeds. And then you're like, but hang on, I've got one million followers. But how could that be possible? Well, of course it's possible. That, that, that's what fame is on most occasions now in Australia. Yeah. So you've got this conflicting thing where it's like what I said before. You, he would invite his friends around to watch his Netflix special and they would be, it would be garbage unless you're actually drunk. His parents would be like, so this is what paid for the whole house. And then like no one would laugh. He's not even laughing. And it's sort of like, yeah, the fraud's revealed, mate. The fraud's fucking revealed. What did you think? Do you know what I mean? What did you think? 
You, you listen to your jokes. Look at it. It's a fucking pullback and reveal, man. That's a knock-knock joke. What the fuck? Are you serious? Like you thought you were in the caliber of Richard Pryor? Look at your writing. It's, 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 it's hack. You, you should never have been rewarded. It's an anomaly with the early adopter of technology. You went on the internet early. You got momentum. That doesn't mean you deserved it. Do you know what I mean? I love that because what he's, what he's actually admitted on stage is, do you know, he, he bought into his own ego. He thought his fame was real and earned, but it, it's so often not. Yeah. And that's why it's so fucking funny to watch, man. The meltdown of the ego realising that the fame was a lie. That he's a, he is a fraud. <laughs> he's not a real comic. He's not really good enough. He can't really be funny. And then he's like, but this can't be possible because that would make all my assets a mirage. And I'm like, yeah, exactly, dude. And that's why this clip is hilarious. <laughs> The, the, the devil's fruit, the devil's fruit, man. It's like, you know what I mean? It's the selling your soul over to the devil and then you realise, oh, no, you, you know what I mean? You got it, you got it uh, through fraud, basically. You didn't, he didn't actually earn it. Do you feel that way about your trading? What do you mean, me making money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, my problem has always been Icarus, like, because I, I need to get out of this shit show that is suburbia. And um, people are like, just be patient, give it a week. And I'm like, no, I need to be out yesterday or I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, so I end up having to do, I have to try hit 100 runs in three, in three balls at the cricket. It's like, yeah. fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's yeah. a panic. There's a, there's a panic. I think I can see the map. It's like prison break. I can see the map on, on the tattoo on his back to get out. But then I, I need to do it within 13 seconds. Like I can't do it over three hours. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I'm suffocating. I need a solution now. Do you know what I mean? And that's been my problem. Yeah. And then you get closer and you realise it's not a map of the prison. It's just a series of sewerage pipes that you've been following the sewers all along. And you're floating on a river of shit. But dude, what a thing to have lost that episode. Because um, I think it started, the first hour was garbage. And I know that you pointed that that was your story about a DJ. So look, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but it was garbage. <laughs> it was garbage. <laughs> but I, I feel like... Will we ever be able to replicate it? And it it's, is the best way to, um, this is what most people do, is to have that ability to claim potential that you never had. And you see it all the time in sport. If I hadn't done my knee, yeah, I would have yeah, been yeah. in the AFL. Mm. If I hadn't had these parents, I could have been a lawyer. If I had played the ODAC play, then I would be rich right now. We've had a buffer. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't exactly have lost all my money. It's exactly me, man. <laughs> Your, your ego protects you and you go like, if I could, I would, I should I? And I'm like, nah, man. Like uh, what you don't realise is everyone had obstacles. Like the true person that rose to the top went through all the obstacles. You clitch, clutched onto them like a little um, squirrel with a, uh, a walnut and said, nah, nah, that was the reason. I'm like, no, dude, like the barriers exist for everyone. You don't understand that. Like no one just punches through the glass ceiling. Yeah. You have to go through shards. The, the, these people just p hit the roof, grab a shard of glass and then hold on to it for the rest of their life and wave it around <laughs> and say, I should be floating in the stars with all the, with the Alex Shooter Williamsons <laughs> of this world. And you're like, no, you shouldn't. Oh, he had plenty of opportunities to grab the glasses as well in that video because they were being thrown at Mate, his fucking head. <laughs> dude, you know what I love is um, they, they're all, it's clearly a mental health breakdown as well. Mm. Like, I think a lot of people are pinning it on drugs and I'm like, he's obviously bipolar. It's very <laughs> obvious, like the traits. 
Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, and then people sort of jumping on two weeks after, are you okay, Dave? <laughs> Probably all the same assholes that go, it's important to acknowledge mental health. And then basically shaming and exposing someone's mental health for their enjoyment. Like, Mate, like it's just, important if you like them. If you think they're a bit of a cunt, then you should start, you get in, kick them in the stomach while they're on the ground in the mob, you know? Jump on their head, squish them. Dude, this is why people get brought down though, because... If you have a bit of misfortune, I've noticed it with this little head I've had on Miso Blast, feeding frenzy. Yeah. Not, you know, like a pack of hyenas. Once there's a little bit of blood, they're all taking little nips. You're not doing this. You haven't done that. You haven't done... Do you know what I mean? Every, everyone, every single uh, skeleton's coming out of the closet of everyone's fucking grievances on me because they, it's like a, a herd mentality. Once they see the weak dog, yeah. rip it to shreds yeah, yeah. in every capacity you can. that's plausible. Yeah, yeah. First it's like, oh, my money. Where's all my money gone from your clients? And then it's eventually it's just some guy who's like, you you broke some of my dishes. when you Remember that you came round and you were a bit drunk and you knocked over the dish rack and they're all on the floor? And oh, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't fix them. You just left. I've been thinking about it for 12 Dude. years. Dude, that's that's what I love on these uh, cancel cultures because they all jump in and they, rev- they they've never had the courage to address it themselves. So then they jump in and reveal a video from two years ago. I'm like, well, why didn't why didn't you take him to task then? Yeah, do you know like why why are you pulling all this out? Do you know what I mean with the feeding frenzy? I'm like, this is a valid video and it should have been sort of addressed. I just don't understand. Do you know why why you've needed someone else to take the initiative to to you know to then jump on the bandwagon? But I think this is what happened to people, right? Once they hit misfortune, then every arsehole jumps in. It's it's the bully with the coward friends, the one king hit, the guy's knocked out, he's a vegetable, <laughs> and then another twenty little loser mates kick him for spitballs and other transgressions from the past, and they all feel justified in in the shadow of an alpha dog that actually lives a proper life. Mm. If you like faster pasta and past faster pasta, come on down to past past faster pasta. Just past faster pasta and past past faster pasta. It's the fastest pasta since past faster pasta past faster pasta. Past past faster pasta. Just past faster pasta and past past faster pasta. But anyway, man, what were all the riffs we had? We we spoke about hot copper. We can't go. We I don't think we can go through them one by one. We need to remain aware of what they were and i do have some of them written down and see if we can go back to them naturally um but what i wanted to get on to was that the bit that beginning on friday that first hour you were in a very dark place and you were not you're not happy to record uh i've been messaging you yeah. all week and you were like i'm gonna kill myself and i was like come on wolfie and you're like i got the rope no i and wasn't saying like, that i was i was doing it in a joking way i would say just I didn't say I'd kill myself. I said you sent I, me a picture of a gun in your mouth, and you said which button's the safety? I can't no, figure it I out. Did, no, I didn't. I said <laughs> did. keep your eyes no, peeled he, on the obituaries. <laughs> I said there might be something popping up. He, That's you, all I said. You, I had to, uh, I, I had to, <laughs> I had to call your ISP, and I had to block all the uh, wiki house for tying a noose because you weren't able to figure it out on your own. Unfortunately, we were able to put it in there. You sent me a picture, and it was a, it was a shoelace, and you put a bow in it, and you said I can't fit my head through the gap. What do I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. My my parents have got me. I'm only I'm only allowed Velcro shoes at the moment. Hey? <laughs> like little kid shoes. Yeah. Like yeah. all my shoes. My mum's taking off. I'm like, where, what am I doing with shoelaces? And I'm like, these trainers have Velcro on them now. <laughs> no, I'm not allowed a belt. And I'm like, oh, all the curtains, the curtain pullers have disappeared, or they've been cut and severed or tied up. 
So who knows? <laughs> yeah. So that was the first hour, and we uh, what we did was we addressed we that's that's what we did. We addressed uh, the the ducker. Remember, we addressed the ducker and suffering, and the how you had gone through the stages of suffering. Um, yeah, yeah, and I liked it. I liked it because I was talking about you mentioned ducker. And I, I realised how uh, faulty my my intellect is because I'd never heard of it. But then I found an hour later I was using it in uh, conversation as if it was uh, something I'd learned out in India. I had uh, I even had for my, my festival show, they were like, what's the, the discount code? And I used Dhaka <laughs> as if like I had any idea. I'd wikipedia it, that it was the stages of emotion. And then I, I dropped it casually in convo. And said, "Oh, well, yeah, you you know, you guys know that. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it yeah, right." Yeah, I think it might be. I was saying Duka. Like, it might be Duka, but I Duka. Uh, I'm saying Duka, and then people are. I'm like, you know, and then I would sort of move on swiftly as if I'd been in that pool for years. <laughs> but it's a word I'd learnt maybe 13 <laughs> seconds before. <laughs> and we had trying gone to through. build the mystery. <laughs> we had gone through. Uh, we got through the five stages, and which ones? Which ones you had had achieved? I don't, know if it, I don't know if achieved is the right word because dukkha is the is the, is suffering. It's the five sutras of it are, are all suffering. Yeah, so yeah. So we've got birth and aging, which obviously you've gone through. Uh, sorrow and pain and despair. Uh, the association with the unbeloved or separation from the loved, which I point out was your your wife. Yeah. And then. So what have I got left, dude? Friday we talked about number four, which was uh, 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 not getting what is wanted, which was mesoblast. And then the last one, which you were unable to break through this part part of the suffering and accept this is clinging. So I think the, uh, the MSB episode that we did, which is now the last one that we've released. We, well, that sucks because the MSB was so like stale and we really needed that episode that we lost because it was so Stop talking fun. about it. And Stop it was talking sort of, about it. It was the perfect response. It was like, we're, we're getting on. It's still going to be a good podcast. It's still going to be joy in this. Like, He's still, ca- we're still capable of being funny. Like we haven't been, we haven't been uh, eroded yeah. and trapped in this moment. Like we're going to move forward. And, and now we, we're back and we, we're dealing with another loss. Two in a row, halving our audience. Yes. We're talking about me. So and now I'm fucking, now I really have spiraled. Now the loss of a podcast. Yeah, you're clinging to that episode. Now. This is your new despair is clinging. clinging to the loss of a podcast as well as me. So blast. but what that's where we, in the, in the MSB episode, we talked about your, your ego and how you had almost, I think completely shared yourself of ego. Um, and then that last episode, your ego had started to come back because in the, in the follow, in the preceding couple of weeks, you have gone from being uh, sort of uh, in a Nirvana Zen-like state to being a manic mess again, sending me screaming capital letter messages in the yes, middle of the night saying, if only I had done this, if only I didn't make this play, if only I... A lot of if onlys, which I think is, uh, is proof. I was blaming, and now I blamed, I blamed the audience. I felt like I had to dance for the podcast <laughs> listeners and do things I never would have. And I'm like, they forced me to try be something that I wasn't. I would have been more sensible, but I had to be a fucking entertainer. I had to give them their show yeah. and dance with the lion in the, the Coliseum. And you think that's why you made the MSB play? Well, I was, I was in there. Hell, they want blood in the sand, don't they? So I went there to try to create chaos, yes. potentially. Who knows? This is what I wonder. Did my subconscious tr- try to position this to create maximum chaos yeah. for, for listenerships? Probably not, but it's a great way to excuse your 
your mm. era. But then did the listeners the did the listeners drive you and your uh, your ex partner apart? You know, did the listeners lose you the two point eight? Did the listeners do? <laughs> I don't know, man. Because they weren't there, man. But we spoke about it, and I always—I don't even know if we've spoken about it before. But the the final duck car or dog car or fucking cat car or whatever animal it is with car in the end, yeah, is Very uh, good obviously riff. that crazed guy, the crazed guy in the the water fountain. Yes, that's drinking white wine is truly free. But then he's not really. It's the man fishing off the bridge in the night. It's the the fisherman mm. under the bridge, and that that that's dark car. But then it's like, well. That's nothing. So, yeah, that's the big issue, isn't it? The, 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 the struggle. Life is suffering. Like, you know, what, as soon as you remove the struggle, there's nothing left, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then, so first hour, a lot of, we covered a lot of that. And I feel like during the second and third hours of uh, the Lost podcast that will never be heard, we, tur- we really turned a yep. corner, man. You, your spirits have picked up. And by the looks of things, they have remained at a sort of uh, hypomanic high, which, uh, which bodes poorly for your mental health, but it goes well for the podcast. Dude, they, they came back so good, I was soaring. I remember after the pod, I was like, oh, we've got it, baby. This is it. We're going to pivot. We're going to set up sure thing. You're going to set up the hedge fund. It's all coming good. And then I checked my fucking SD card and the gods continued to mock mm. me. And I was like, no, let me off this fucking, ho- this roller coaster, man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we did pivot. We did pivot in that pod. First hour, unlistenable <laughs> garbage. And the, the, the worst thing was like talking about Dhaka and letting yeah. go is I'd been making that other podcast, Circling the Drain. I had Nick Nermanoff and like big acts, but I'd never bothered to edit it. I've got a backlog of hundreds of episodes, but because of the lack of mm. interest, I was like, I'm going to fucking burn this to the ground. And I didn't have the guts to do it. But then in the process of trying to retrieve this shitty episode <laughs> that we had, I formatted it and deleted everything. So I lost everything. <laughs> And then I was, you know, talking about letting go. <laughs> I looked at it and it was empty and I felt elated. I was like hours of editing work yeah. and trying to remove problems. And I was like, I don't have to do it anymore. That's true. I don't have to. It's fr- I'm free. I'm free. Is that the final step that I need? Clinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The clinging is the final step. But the, I, think, um, I think that would have... That would have been a final step if you were still on the journey that you were on when you lost all of your money. Sorry, uh, leveraged 40% of all of your money. Um, because now your your ego has come back and you seem to be uh, even more egomaniacal than normal. Yeah, man, I didn't lose all my money. I'm still That's why I'm still I corrected trading. myself I'm just... and said 40% leveraged of all of your money. <laughs> What do you think I'm doing in here, dude? I'm, I'm trading all day. Are you seen? I don't answer you. Do you think I'm doing theoretical trading now? Paper trading? <laughs> no I, I think that you've opened an eToro account and you've given yourself the money you would have had if Mizo had come off and now you're imagining what it would be like if uh, you'd oh, been man. able to make these big plays. Mate, I don't know. But, but, but dude, they, oh, fuck, man. I, I think... You know what? I, I was listening to the phone hacks one and they said they lost a pod and then they recreated it and it was their biggest lis- listenership they'd had, even though it was so unfunny. <laughs> but, but you know what the thing is? It, it should actually work because if you listen to every comedian, that's all they do, right? Just fucking fine tune the same shit anecdote over and yeah. over and uh, just to try to get their ego massaged. So, yeah, you are funny. You are funny. You don't seem funny, but, but re- with repetition you can pretend to be. 
Congratulations. I mean, I have spent 32 yeah. minutes trying to move on from the lost episode and trying to move us into new territory. And your, uh, your clinging is, is becoming more and more apparent by the second because... Yeah, mate, it's in there. It's cling wrap, dude. I'm, I'm wrapped up like a fucking kid's lunch. A kid's peanut mate, butter sandwich. I'm trying to be alfoil. I was all hard at the start and very angry, but you tear right through me. You, you're very much uh, the plastic lad wrap. Mate, what was that? Fucking, we can't. You know what? We got to bail all the bits because I was trying to get. You had such a good DJ story, but I'm like, there's no natural entry to it now. Is no, there? We, well, they'll come back over time. Don't worry. Like I said, I think over the next sort of three, four episodes. But I can't retell you fucking getting into radio again or that uh, that nightmare sales rep DJ Ruckus because it's like, well, the reaction won't be. I got to wait until you've forgotten somewhat. So when I get back into it, you can be like, oh, that was good. I loved it. It was great. It's like I never heard it. Oh before. yeah, man. Definitely. And, and you know what the other thing is? It's like um, I've already noticed repetitions. Like sometimes when I'm talking on this, I've got to edit and think like, fuck, I'm already in a loop. I'm already a goldfish. I'm already in a loop. I'm already a goldfish. I'm already doing another lap of the goldfish bowl. Yeah. I'm like, this is the, the level of my creativity. I've actually exhausted all artillery has been yeah. used you know it's, you know the powders are dry i've used everything up every little gimmick and gag that i ever fucking conceived <laughs> of has been used up in 13 hours of podcast what a fucking pathetic outcome of a human being <laughs> 13 minutes 13 hours and it wasn't even good that's 13 hours of that's all i've achieved of my whole life that, that's 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 your game face that's date one tinder date that's all i can bring to the fucking table so pathetic, man, uh, don't you think? Uh, but something we were talking about uh, was, fuck, I'm trying to remember how we got into this. But I had a follow-up for it, which was good, because I thought it brought sort of a new energy. That's right, we were talking about, yeah. this actually does tie in, because uh, we would be messaging each other um, uh, about how how the glimmers of hope and, and light seem to get fewer and further between um, as, as we continue through this horrible, horrible life. And at what point would it be yeah. unreasonable to continue on with it all when the joy has truly been lost? And, uh, and then while we were having that conversation, I walked into a Coles and I saw a, uh, I saw a kid who was being escorted, I believe, for shoplifting, who kicked over like a palm olive display uh, and then he stole like a Halloween like a Halloween prop thing and walked out with that as yeah, well yeah, yeah. and I thought oh you know what like it's it, that was a sort of like a message from the universe saying hey look it's not all bad just yet there's still some fun things to enjoy well that's a thing man you, you can throw out your, your your toys before you leave do you know what I mean like you should be destructive and I think we spoke about it like the perfect crime was the Robin Hood crime where you end up in a company and you, uh, you're in HR yeah. and you don't take any profit from it. You just pay people extra money. And they're just like, it's a mistake. Well, that's what we were encouraging. Is, so like that, I think that cares. Well, that's what I'm saying. Imagine this. Imagine this. It's just you, you get the, it wrong so that, you know, like payroll just puts a dollar extra. And then it's like, ah, I'm dys dyslexic. <laughs> you can't even say dyslexic, right? I'm dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. And, but you know what I mean? Like, is that a crime if you basically uh, grease the wheels for other people? So they're coming in there going, this is crazy, dude. I got fucking 19 grand. Or, uh, and my entire, uh, my pay leave seems to have been wiped. My, my hours off disappeared. But then you haven't benefited at all. So when they investigate it, they're like, this is probably the worst crime ever. This guy's on 33 grand a year 
And it, his is the only payroll that's accurate. He's actually got the right leave, yeah. the right fucking superannuation, but everything else is chaos. Well, this kid had the right idea. There's a, what the fuck's going it's, on? You with- should be ang- like, you should be angry with these big companies. And what pisses me off the most is when you get these fucking these little goblin types who uh, you know they walk around in their polo shirt and their their company wraps through and through, and they won't do anything wrong. And we talked about how if you do work for a company where you don't know the boss you don't like the boss or whatever when someone rocks up to the till with a basket full of groceries fucking guess what sharon you're getting them free today good luck to you and your single mum life look at this says you can be the change you want to see in the world you can funnel that money back you can you can actually you you know how you sort of you know you you can be oprah handing out cars (laughs) if you want to you can you can pay everyone gets a car you can pay your underlings more you can not charge people for extra chicken nuggets at the drive-thru you can do this and if you're listening to this podcast you should be doing that one in four trolleys free and you go like we're having a promotion today all the nappies are free don't scan them through you go every fourth trolley is free and you know why i'm standing here with my hand it's on the camera just in case to cover the final thing and it's like you know why because fuck coles i mean even national australia bank they're Today, do you know what I mean? The whole platform's down. The whole banking platform's down. No one seems to think that's a big issue. They said, hey, b- bad news, uh, NAB trade, NAB bank, we, a small issue, uh, one, one, one day, no access. You can't, and I'm like, you, dude, you're top four bank and you can't run a website. I'm like, you've got most of Australia's money. Is this not a big fucking control problem? Yeah. Do you know, like, even with my margin loan, they manage, they're manually into the trades between the trading platform and that. I'm like... The amount of risk, credit risk, if you're not actually doing it automatic, is insane. The, mm. the issues for human error and this sort of stuff. Do you know, it just blows, it, it blows my mind. But, I mean, I don't know why anyone's got any loyalty to companies. That's the thing I had a couple of days ago, right, is I went in there, uh, uh, I figured out that even though I'd refunded all of the, uh, not refunded, forced like a chargeback on, on all of the Virgin flights that I was holding, mm. um, which is a great, you know what, maybe the best thing that ASIC has ever done is when Virgin went into uh, administration, they put up this website and said, uh, hey, Virgin's in administration. Virgin's there got emailing all their customers going, just hold on, we're going to sort it out. Your travel credit's all yeah, good, yeah. everything's fine. And ASIC goes, yeah, if you bought with a credit card, just try issue a charge, like do whatever you want. And so when I go to Westpac for the chargeback disputes and they say, where's... Like what? What's the basis for this chargeback? You link them directly to the ASIC site, and they go, "Here's your, here's your money, sir." But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept all the, re- I kept all the rewards points, which was great. And I thought, you know what? There's a set of headphones I've had my eyes on. I might wander into JB and grab them. JB's got them, very expensive. And then uh, online, I find, oh, Amazon's got them real cheap. I'm standing there with this guy, and I'm like, "Will you price match these?" And he's like, "Oh, two seven six from Amazon, hey, mate." Can't do Amazon, sorry. I'm like, oh, great. So what about this one? And he makes me sit there. I'm fucking, I'm rolling through Google. going, Like, which one of these has a physical shop that you can, like, how much of a fucking company man are you until I find it at two, five, I find it cheaper somewhere else. He's like, oh, I can price match that one. I'm like, what kind of man? What kind of man are you? Just fucking, just do it. Just do the price match. Who fucking cares, man? Like, is someone, are you, are you got shares in JB Hi-Fi? The company Dude, that's had I've a said- fucking, like, what, a 40% 
extra profit in their quarter from coronavirus because dumb cunts are spending all their JobKeeper money on TVs? Mate, 100%. Because I, I, I had uh, – this was my favourite moment in one of the corporations. It was a company guy to the death. And he, I think he had his 40-year anniversary and he was coming close up to retirement and I saw him and everyone gathered around and there's a fucking Woolies mud cake and one shitty balloon put up by HR to try and <laughs> pretend that we had some sort of culture there. And he unwrapped and it was just a, golden, a gold pen Ugh. that I, may, I reckon maybe $80 and he had no use of it, right? He's about to retire. He doesn't need a fucking pen. He needs like a golf club or something different. Mate, someone's got to sign that death certificate when his heart gives out in six months. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, <laughs> I saw, his, I saw his face drop when he realised having his photo on the, as employee of the month nine months in a row, he <laughs> only ended up with a pen. He ended up with a pen that would have run out of ink. Do you know by the time he had written all the complaints he had for these fucking pricks over the 40 years he worked there? Do you know when he did it, tallied up all the ways they had screwed him and they gave him a pen and they didn't even care, man. And I, you know what I mean? Like there was no payout for, these, um, for this guy. Hi, Darren here for darrensadblokes.com.au, Australia's number one dog betting website. It's the weekend we've all been waiting for with the million dollar chase taking us interstate to find out who the biggest dog is in the country. Yeah, Gary, fuck me, missus. He's the biggest dog I know. From white fuckers like Gary to that parking inspector who said he was just doing his job, we've filled the tote to the brim with the most absolute dog punk scum from every town, city and state in Australia. Australia. Log on to darrensadblokes.com.au now and you'll get a $50 match bonus bet on any dog cunt who didn't fill your fuel tank up after borrowing the ute. Download the Darren Sad Blokes app from the App Store today and we'll refund your bet on any dog cunt who doesn't place if you reach out and tell them about your feelings instead of gossiping behind their back. But this is what we wanted to do, man, because you've been doing a lot of fake ads and I've realised we need to up the ante. We need to do anti-ads directly pitched at big corporations. Do you know, like, because I went to Vod- I went Vodafone. I went to Xmouth, did a gig there. They don't even have reception. Like, not, not, it's a black really? spot. They haven't paid. They just don't give a fuck. They didn't pay for the signal tower there. A lot of tourists go up there, uh, Ningaroo Reef or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And Vodafone has actively said, nah, you know what? Let's skim there. Don't worry about paying for the, the t-. and I'm like, but then when, when, when we, when I come to, Sign up for Vodafone Optus thing. They they should be forced to show me a map that shows their blackout spots because we're we're comparing we're not comparing like for like. Vodafone knows that in WA that if I was the the day I went for my honeymoon for the you know what I mean to go snorkeling and be in an eco lodge that I was going to arrive and and start hitting my phone and going what's going on what's going on I've, oh, I'll be getting a lot of texts from friends congratulating me on the wedding what 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 and then you know you'd have to go to a pay phone and ring up and they go oh yeah nah that's a black spot and I'm like dude it was it was touch and go between you and Telstra yeah and you don't even you should have to show them up but what I'm saying is this could raise our profile we need to start actually sabotaging and attach, uh, attacking McDonald's National Australia Bank and it, it, it's the perfect foil right? Mm. To do reverse ads, and they've eventually got to try come at you and cease and desist. Attract it's sort lawsuits. of what Hungry Jacks you did. Want to Hungry Jacks did it because they've 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 obviously got Burger King, and mm. I think they've finally agreed the gloves are off. They're like that we've got Big Jack, and we're like you've stolen eighty percent of our market. Come at us, cunts! <laughs> Fuck it, we're making what looks exactly like a Big Mac. We're calling it a Big Jack. 
It tastes exactly like yours, just with Australian flame grilled beef. And it's like, you know what? Raise our profile with the lawsuit. Whatever. That did happen in Europe. I think it spread across the whole EU because there was some place called like Supermax that had existed in Europe for way longer than McDonald's had been around. And they had a burger called like the Supermac burger or something. McDonald's take them to court. They lose, right? And then they lost rights to Big Mac across the entire EU. So now you can go into a Burger King in some parts of the EU and they've got... All their menu items are like, not a Big Mac, not a Big Mac with cheese, not a Big Mac with ranch sauce. Oh, mate, this is, <laughs> this is what you want. And it's, it's what happened with um, that Joe Lissette or whatever. I, I don't know how to pronounce his last Joe name. Did it in, uh, Lysett did it in London, which was the greatest. He wanted to attack Hugo Boss. And then he realised he could legally change his name to Hugo Boss. And then Hugo yeah. Boss was free to say everything. Such a great and going, slave labour, criminals. And, and for a while, they would have just been like, hang on, there's a new guy in town called Hugo Boss. <laughs> he changed his name. He said nothing. He said nothing. Imagine the panic in the legal room, in the war room. How can we get rid of this guy? We can't do anything. He's Hugo Boss. He, he's, he's a person. What can we do? He's become Hugo Boss. Yeah. And now he's, he's, besw- he's, he's undermining our entire uh, marketing and everything we are. But it's like, no, there's, there's a dickhead called Hugo Boss now that says everything that's unsayable. Yeah. That is one of the great things. And, but I think that's what we need, certainly need to be doing fake ads, man, attacking these fuckheads. Hey, yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't do it, but I like the idea. And you know what? We put pressure on it now. Man, what's the deal with those eco-lodges, though? Because they always seem to... It's like some carpenter has gone out into the woods and cut down a few trees and made a fucking cabin. And in a place where I would think you shouldn't be allowed to put any sort of infrastructure, let alone a touristy sort of fuck pad. Mate, they've got cabins and they're, roast, they're roasting uh, marshmallows out there. But I'm like, people need to grow up. Like, this <laughs> tundra out there is fucking scrub, man. They're protecting miles and miles of what is like fucking post-apocalyptic Mad Max garbage that's growing, you know, like salt salt flats. Man, we had this um, this campaign. Uh, there's a place in New Zealand called Happy Valley, right? And they wanted to mm. they wanted to do some mining. Uh, or something that led to deforestation down in Happy Valley, uh, down some part of the West Coast, right? Yeah. And so you had this this huge campaign. Um, uh, a lot of the people supporting the campaign from outside of this region going, we don't want, like, no, you can't mine Happy Valley. And they started centering some of it around the ha- Happy Valley snail, right? There's like yeah. a particular yeah. type of snail. What we used to do after my radio show had finished um, in the morning in Christchurch, is I would then. Oh, remember on the- that radio story you told in one of the early apps? That was a good one, eh? Yeah, go what on. What we would do, uh, what we would do after my show had finished, is there was a there was a guy called Michael Laws, and he was the mayor of uh, uh, Wanganui, I think. I think it was Wanganui, mm. um, and he was also a broadcaster on radio live as like a mm. talkback station. Every every day. 
we would go in the other room and whatever he was talking about, I would get on the phone and prank call Michael Laws and just try and get on the air for as long as possible. And so I remember one time I called him up and he was talking about like a George Pell sort of situation. And mm. I said, oh yeah, we should burn all the pedophiles. And then he went on like a 30 minute rant about how he should be burning pedophiles. This guy's a mayor and he's a, like a nationally syndicated broadcaster. But I got him on the phone, man. Dude, I love it. You get to, you detonate his own fuse without him knowing you set him up like, yeah. i love that move you're lighting yeah. the wick and he doesn't realize he's going wow it's getting more and more contentious and you're like it's like with uh when you're on christmas day and you're like let's drop in labor liberal right now with this uncle <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, had yeah. five vodkas and i'm like i'm bored shitless time to let off the fireworks cunt. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like malcolm turnbull malcolm turnbull and you just see them light up and you're like Sit back. It's time to light up a cigar and enjoy the show. Hey, this is my sky yeah, show. I bet I can get mum and Uncle Ricky in a fist fight this Christmas. <laughs> really fucking You can jealous. get them every time. And you know what the thing is? Because humans don't learn. They don't realise every time they hit. And they don't realise there's a weasel, a little uh, <laughs> a, a venomous snake that just keeps a troll. That keeps baiting, baiting the hook, chumming the water and then watching the chaos. Yeah, so this one day I caught he's he's going off about uh, some fucking mining thing, and I get I get on the phone with them and they put me mm. put me through, and <laughs> he's yelling about mining, and I go, Michael, what about the Happy Valley snail? And he's like, What are you talking about? I'm like the Happy Valley snail, Michael. How many more snails? need to die before we stop strip mining this country this beautiful country and man he lost his fucking mind he's screaming <laughs> he's man it was uh, i got hung up on immediately and we've just got the radio on in the other room i come out he got he's going off for so fucking long man and then all morning oh, people mate, are calling in this. about this fucking snail right it's so good but anyway the whole thing with that is that the happy valley snail that whole mining thing eventually they did stop them from mining there and then all these people who lived in the west coast put their hand up and they go hey this conservation area that we're protecting is actually dog shit like it's all dead we we, we, yeah. we don't want any of this bit like why we, we thought we were gonna have all these jobs why are you fucking stopping us from from mining dude, this arid bit of shit dude this is what i'm saying like most of it's a desert I'm like, it's this weird sand bush that lives on salt and sand. And I'm like... <laughs> Nothing should live on salt, man. Dude, no one's like Russell Crowe running his hands like in Gladiator through this shit. It's, <laughs> it's weeds and it's fucking... It's, like, it's bundy. It's like prickles that you got on the lawn. Yeah, yeah. And we're saving it. And there's, there's thousands of miles of this shit. And they go, no one will ever touch this. And I'm like, this needs to be burnt down immediately. I'm like... I'm like, fair enough, keep a little of it, but it's not like you see people fucking throwing out picnic blankets in this fucking tundra. <laughs> yeah, no. It looks, I mean, they filmed Mad Max out near Exmouth. They drive out there, it's red dirt, and it's, the, the only way you could explain it is that there's been a nuclear fallout. <laughs> Do you know? And suddenly we're fucking trying to replicate it. I'm like, what? Fair enough. How many hours do I have to drive before something changes? I'm like, this is great. But when eight hours on the car trip, I'm like, how much of this do we need? Do you know what I mean? Can we just fucking have one six-star resort up here for fuck's sake? I'm like, I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm, 
I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I'm like, let's not be children. We can reassess and go, hey, look, we've, this is all conservation area. It's been conservation for 50 years. Maybe let's go in and look and see how the area has changed. And, oh, this bit's actually dog shit now. And this other thing that was going to be built is a like built up with apartments, that should be conservation area. Let's fucking change it. Yeah, man. Well, th- this is the thing because, uh, you know, it's like um, Jerus- Jerusalem and those sort of areas. Everyone's sort of now trying to, you know, like there's big fights of the land and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But I'm like, it's nothing like what it used to be. Do you know what I mean? In the time of Jesus, you, you see him walking, there's palm trees, it's, 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 it, there's water there. I'm like, this is slowly being degraded, probably by, by the environment. And then they're sort of like going, we don't want to change anything here. I'm like, hot tip, it already changed. It turned from fucking forest in, into a desert. Do you know what I mean? As the climate change. Yeah. And then they're like, no, we must preserve what it is. I'm like, look at any depiction from back then. It didn't look shit like this. It's already been trashed by Mother Earth is not even bothered to protect it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's already gone. The, yeah. the concept of what you're protecting doesn't exist. There's no such thing as freezing time and that's what it is forever. Do you know what I mean? Even the idea of, look, to be honest, uh, I, I, that's probably a lie. Like I think uh, Australia has always been an ar- arid desert. You know, so it is probably good to protect some. But yeah. what I'm saying is about you got to trim a, trim a little bit off for a six star. <laughs> I want to have a pina colada and, you know, drill in a fucking bar into one of the reefs. <laughs> don't you but think? These, these eco-lodges, I don't know how they get away with some of them because you are trekking through the bush. And it's like it does seem like someone's just sort of built a, like a timber a timber shed out there. And they're like, yeah, come stay. It's 500 a night, mate. You've got a beautiful view of the lake. And uh, yeah, no, don't worry. You step on all the bugs and introduce you. Bring your fucking hiking boots and traipse around with the soil that you've brought in from interstate. And hopefully it doesn't damage the local area. That'd be good. It is effectively is just a, a scam because uh, Pippa Middleton, she, she ended up, she ended up at this eco lodge that i went to and you know yeah. thousands of dollars for a honeymoon and i'm like it's worse than a fucking hostel she got absolutely rolled she would have been in there and going what is why am i itchy and i'd be like it's bed bugs because you're fucking sleeping rough dude there's nothing romantic about it we've thrown a hundred grand into building a few sh- fucking huts on the beach i'm like this is probably the lowest base existence you can have and you're charging thousands of dollars for that i love it she went that was a honeymoon she went basically, and she was homeless with dingoes hat with mange sniffing around her, scratching, going, "What an experience!" And she's getting one dollar Coles marshmallows over a fire that was probably illegally lit. Yeah. As they lay around and go, "This is living," and I love it. I love it because whoever set that up, I don't know how they got away with it because there's obviously some boy that's greased up the local councillor because there's no reason there should be any eco-lodge. You're either all in or all out. You can't have some fucking little demountables and a few little tin huts. I'm like, either you're protecting the environment or you're not. Do you know that's one arse It does seem profiting? weird that they're able to sort of skirt around that and have commercial activity happening in those places. Well, that's what I'm saying to you. They always, they always say, look, there's no commercial activity, but there's, there's always one gold tooth uh, person that's got his finger in the pants, <laughs> in the pocket. Yeah, yeah. You know, no matter where you go, they go, it's all eco-lodge. And I'm like, well, what's all that shit? 
you've drilled in these fucking cabanas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that's just, that's just, you know, you've got to have somewhere. It's eco-tourism. It's like regular tourism, but we've said eco at front and we've jacked up And I'll be like, well, who's getting the money from that? And they go, oh, well, private enterprise. It doesn't go back to the fucking... The game reserve? What the fuck? That's profit for the rich guy that fucking uh, paid for my kids to get into university. <laughs> but aside, aside from Geraldine and the giant Jersey town, uh, there was another place that my dad loved to go, uh, Le Bon's Bay. And uh, Le, some, it's like a little beachy cove place, yeah. but in Canterbury. Right, and cr- fucking near Christchurch, yeah. so a beachy cove. It's how how's your white privilege, dude? Complaining about the various holidays oh, you went man. in. Man, look, look. First, uh, a hol- firstly, a holiday to what's effectively a fucking petting zoo with a dirt bike. Dude, BMX some people's holiday. Some people's holiday. Is- some people live in the trailer park, man. You know, <laughs> I was just experiencing it briefly. Some people's <laughs> holiday is going to a food court at a Westfield. Like that's it. Pick whatever you want, kids. And you're in there going like, oh, I hated it. We're out there. We're having fucking ice cream cones, wandering around, <laughs> daddy's trip. And he goes, he kept picking subpar venues. Like, you fucking spoiled, spoiled, mate. That would have been preferable. Look, I, look, Geraldine, uh, Geraldine had some fun bits. Don't, don't get me wrong. But upon reflection, the idea that you would go... To the small town. I thought town Geraldine. For... I thought when you said the name Geraldine, you're talking about a 50 year old housewife. I didn't even know this was a region. <laughs> it's the name of a town, man. Like, is that really somewhere you want to visit? Come on, man. Like, <laughs> hey, we've got a giant jersey, and the BMX track is fucking seven out of ten. I do love. I do love when you do that because we went in New South Wales. We went to Baddo Bay. And then we realised it was just underprivileged area up in the the <laughs> north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're yeah. like, we're there and we're going, we're in some weird woman's house with a fucking crocodile on the wall. I don't even think they're crocs there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then we're like, hang on, we've just basically, we're doing house's experience. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like we're getting yeah, fish yeah. and chips. I'm like, what the fuck? This isn't a fucking holiday. This is a step down. This is what happens when you're bankrupt and you run out of town because your your banking business, your license has been corrupted. You know, you don't actively go and holiday with people in a lower socioeconomic group no. than you. Surely. No, no, no. Well, Le bon My dad does it all the time, man. My dad did it all the time because we'd go to Bali and then he would he would try profit from the trip because he's like, well, we uh, if we spend 100 in Australia, you know, we can live on 30. So I'm like, what are you basically doing? We're, we're peasants for a week. That's not a fucking holiday, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Do you know, yeah. we, the, the whole point is we spend $100 living expense. We're in Bali. 100 means we get cocktails. It doesn't mean... <laughs> Do you know what? We can now live we're gonna on We're going to live 30. the same quality of life at slightly cheaper rate. I'm like, I'm like Dad, you adjusted... The, the spending So like now we're living on $30 a day <laughs> Down and out in Bali yeah. I'm like what the fuck We're at a shopping centre Getting rice I'm like You're trimming profit On the holiday I'm like You're trying to squeeze $70 out on a day On your daily budget uh, That's in the mind Of an accountant this is how that's how you budget for uh, like an overseas trip to get your teeth done, you know, not how you fucking budget oh, mate. your family holiday. Dude, we have I have it all the family holidays and we're all we're making bank. You're in a you're in a hotel and because you want to drink, you're nowhere near the pool, you're in your shitty fucking um, studio room that can't see the pool because you went on the cheap package and you're drinking <laughs> alcohol in a bed in yeah. a fucking 
in air conditioning on a bed, nowhere near the pool yeah. or the beach because you've got to get six beers down you because they're 13 cents <laughs> each if you buy them from the fucking supermarket <laughs> rather than a dollar by the pool. And you're like, how good is it? We got intoxicated, equivalent to a junkie. We're all sitting around on a mattress with no sunlight, drinking. Do you know what I mean? Like that, I do that every holiday. Most yeah. of my drinking was done in, in the rooms. And then you'd come out to the pool smashed and then swim around for free. I think my dad just does like a, a good escape and fair enough to him. But to take a 15-year-old to Le Bon's Bay where, man, you I don't know what kind of scam they're running because it's all like batch. I don't think anyone actually lives there. It's batch houses and stuff. And um, we you get there and it's one of those very small little isolated fucking it's not a town it's almost a village and everything centered around some guy who started a convenience store and i mean like a proper like this is a fucking Mate, this is the gumboot thing all again and and you know what the thing is with your dad's idea you can't there's no escape your problems this is what i realized young traveling like if you don't haven't found your place in the world it doesn't matter how drunk you are on a greek island you feel like shit like he he's just hopes that if he's in a different setting that it will somehow like reset but the, the, the game is survival and, uh, you know, like going up. No, I, I figured it out with Le Bon's Bay with him. The, Le Bon's Bay made a lot of sense because, uh, yeah, you've got, the, you've got the fucking trailer there that says, like, streets ice cream on the top, you know, which is where you go if you want a little treat for yourself during the day. And there's a yeah, beach. Yeah. It's too fucking cold to swim because it's Canterbury. Um, but also this one, a big, big positive for him and a huge negative for me, absolutely no cell phone reception at all. If you want cell phone reception, you have to drive about two kilometers up a fucking hill. And this is not like you're going hiking in Tambourine Mountain. You're like, oh, that's a crate. I'm talking New Zealand, Southern Alps. Like these are fucking hills, man. Like you drive quite a while to get up this place. I've been in a country town and it's like that. Everyone's on holiday and then everyone's like a junkie. Like there's one post on the top of the hill and you've got to stand on this letterbox to get reception. Yeah. And there's hundreds of people that, are, that have, haven't accepted that the holidays sucks and they're actually all standing around just trying to text out to the outside world. Yeah, they spend yeah. most of their time in this weird area where the sun bakes on your head, standing <laughs> on top of a letterbox so they can just fucking text someone and go like, having the time of my life down at Bongi oh, Book Book. I love it here. It's beautiful at Le Bon's Bay. Just wanted to message you all and let you know that I'm living the dream and I'm loving every minute of it. Well, this is always the big telltale sign is if you're having the time of your life, generally you're not texting anyone about it. When you're (laughs) at a Thai full moon party, you don't spend most of it SMSing friends in Sydney to say having the time of my life. You have no (laughs) contact with anyone. People rarely during a sports game when your team's about to win is texting going, we've done it, baby, we've done it. They're engaged (laughs) and actually happy. If you're texting people, I guarantee you're you're in uh, a state of uh, denial and trying to pretend and convince yourself having fun. Oh, for sure, for sure. Or, or you're, or you're a narcissist, and your real fun comes from rubbing your fun into other people's faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we get to this place, yeah. man, and it's, uh, it is a beach house, and we go in. There's like three bedrooms, and there's three kids. Is no, your dad fo- separated at this point? Uh, Are your no, parents yeah, together? Long term, long term partner. Like they divorced when I was six or seven, and he's been. So with did, his did he? Did he have a permanent partner, or did he have floozies yeah, yeah, yeah. coming in and out? No, no, no. Same partner for a long time. For since, oh, well, that's since good, man. Right after my mum. Normally, the experience is that you've got some crazed fucking 
a dodgy guy coming in and out. Do you know what I mean? Like trying to be trying to be your, your best friend within 13 minutes. Hey, pleased to meet you. And I've got candy in my pants like a fucking, you know, dog trainer with sausages in his pocket trying to trying to force that connection so you can grab your your mum's breasts within the next hour. I have received uh numerous uh, like fucking bargain bin video games from uh my mum's exes in an attempt to connect with me over something. Well, the, you is, know what uh, the thing is? Because it's like trying to instant, it's like trying to start a fire with petrol. They try to do it immediately. It's like, dude, mm. we're not going to be close, right? We've done one car ride. You need to chill <laughs> the fuck out and start ask, asking me, how, do you, how are you going in school? Oh, you're getting involved in a bit of that wacky tobacco, yeah, you mate. <laughs> Don't tell your mum. Also, it's like, fucking- I'm eight years old. You are at least in your mid 20s to mid 30s. Um, I meet, I already have a perception of you as being a lot cooler than me. You don't really have to do much. You can kind of only yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck it up. Do you know you know how you can really be cool? Is is you come up to the the kid and you go, "You keep out of my way, I'll keep out of your way." And you're like, "That's the coolest <laughs> cunt I've ever met." <laughs> How's that for a deal? That's also that does sound like a stepdad who's going to bash you one night too. No, but I would love that if he comes in like you mind your business, I'll mind my business. Sounds like a deal. Shake on it. Here's a cigarette for you, okay? You smoke now, okay? I don't care. So this place is supposed to be like a fucking, like a three bedroom and then there's like an extra like outbit with another two bedrooms in there. Uh, and oh, so dude, I love when there's, when there's a last minute extension, you, you know yeah. you're, you're in a luxury accommodation. Where it's an add-on as the money, the budget's grown. You know you're in a hot, hot area of uh, <laughs> of the South Island of New Zealand, and that man, this must, this is an in-demand fucking destination because you rock up to that uh, like extra bit that's been added on, and you open the door, and I'm not kidding, it is fucking wall to wall with spider webs. Like you know how you open a door and you start to walk in. It's like you open a yeah, door, yeah. And you start, you think, oh, it's a bit fog. What the fuck is this? Absolutely, it's like a Halloween, Halloween sort of. Uh, it was a fucking haunted house, house man. It looked like haunted a joke. House experience. I, I, well, I opened the door and turned around, expecting my dad to be there, going like, aha, I got you. No, 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 get it right. Your stepdad. No, no, you see your stepmom. Fuck, I got it the wrong way around. <laughs> Fuck, I wrecked my joke. You did. I wanted to bring you back to reality. I say, your dad, your dad long left you, mate. You know, it's a step. <laughs> I'm step just James parent. and the giant peach. It's just the two, the two weird step aunts I've never met. Dude, I like doing that. You correct people when they go, my dad. I'm like, no, your stepdad. Your real dad left. <laughs> you always remind them. <laughs> you need to accept it. Your dad left. Yeah. But it wasn't. It's just full of spiders. And then, so so the next five days, five days of this bullshit, right? I'm 15. I'm 15. Remember how long five days is when you're 15 with no Dude, cell you phone sound reception? Like, you, like, you sound like someone on TripAdvisor with these ridiculous complaints. I was there on a buffet and they said it was fresh, honey, and I saw it hadn't come from the comb. You know, it's like, you're on a holiday, mate. Fucking enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's fine. I can't enjoy it because it's, it's, uh, it's gone from being 15-year-old paradise, hanging out with my friends, and suddenly it's school holidays, and I'm in, the, like, I'm in a fucking isolated Faraday cage beach with nowhere to sleep. I'm, you know how you walk into some people's houses and they've got that mm. bit where you sit down and you can take your shoes on and off and there's, like, it opens up and there's a... Yeah. Yeah. You put the shoes in there. I'm sleeping on that for five days oh, with mate. no cell you know, phone reception. You know what changes the family holiday is when you spot 
a pretty girl, some weird local girl on a bike, and then you start watching them, and that makes the holiday. You're initially saying, I hate it here, Dad. I want my Nintendo. <laughs> and then you go down to the shops, and you're like, who's this girl with braces that has, like, breasts the size of fucking watermelons? <laughs> and suddenly you're like, I love it, Dad. Yeah, Dad. We're going to Kandula every year. This is fucking, I'm going to make this work. That's why I have fond memories of Geraldine, because there was this girl there who I don't think I spoke to once called Noelle, who I was convinced was going to be my seven-day holiday girlfriend uh and i gave up on that by about uh i was probably about 30 minutes into the drive back home i was like i probably won't see her again oh did you actually and you never you never spoke to her oh fuck no i don't think so maybe in passing kind of thing around the bmx track having a couple of bloody sodas with the other children <laughs> yeah yeah man because when you're a kid you wouldn't you wouldn't be nice she'd go hey are you on holiday and you, you go You've got braces. And then just skate <laughs> off. <laughs> that would be like you're flirting. She was, I, she must have also been on holiday because I don't think, no, there, it was, man, it was basically a trailer park in Geraldine. So there would have been people who actually lived there, but that it's just too depressing to think about. Cause Dude, what a party, man. Because I found this when we traveled because we used to travel around Europe and we thought our luck changed. But it's because we actually uh, started hanging around slums. So, like, you'd be in London in Soho <laughs> drinking beers and people rejecting you. Get the fuck away from me. Mm. Suddenly you're in Croatia hanging around on people in council flats and you're like, these girls are so up for it. They're loving me. I'm like, you know what I mean? But you don't have any idea of that you're slumming it. You, you could do that in your own city. You drive out to Belga or you drive to a, a housing estate and drink, you know, nine litres of white wine, you probably pick up there as well. Do you know, mm. you're like, oh, it's such a different experience, travelling, the girls loving it, we're having the party. I'm like, no, you're just fucking going down uh, social, you know, like uh, standing or whatever. You know what I mean? You're suddenly yeah, hanging yeah. around like you're a just council just in lower socioeconomic areas. Socioeconomic. And you're like, oh, this is just their culture. She's shoeless. <laughs> I, I, yeah, she's got muddy feet. But, you know, she's really pretty. Even, uh, it does take a few years living in Australia to figure out what the Bogan accent is, you know? Like, it all sounds very fucking nasally when you first get here. And then it's deciphering, does this person own more than two pairs of shoes after Oh, that? mate, that's what I love when you get, uh, like, an English mate and, and he's sort of the posh accent and then he'll tell you, like, in Sydney, oh, I've met this girl, she's incredible. And then she'll be like... Hey, mate, hey, yeah, good to meet you. <laughs> I'm Geraldine. <laughs> you're like, I'm Geraldine. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, dude, she's so fun. I've never met someone wild like this. She's like, hey, you fucking doing? And then rips out a fart and you're like, this isn't Australian culture, dude. You are yeah. slumming it, bro. Like, you're not, you idiot. He thinks like, he's going like, it's so fun out there, dude. You drink white wine out of a fucking barrel. Yeah, I'm like, this yeah, is yeah. not their culture, mate. You're slumming it. You idiot. You idiot. Like, what are you doing? But you can't tell them that. And you're like, she's incredible. Just make sure she never comes into my house until I get my cameras installed. I need to fucking monitor this chick. I don't want my laptop to go missing. Also, there's not enough UDLs in the fridge for this one, mate. You're going to have to stock up before you come around. Hey, that's actually every travel experience because they always think, oh, it's because I'm a novelty and I've got, I sound Aussie, but it's because you always slum it because you're backpacking and you're at a hostel and you're sleeping, you know, in mm. rough areas and then suddenly think, and I, what I'm saying is you don't need to travel. You need to just start uh, drinking in, in rougher areas. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does, uh, <laughs> it's always exciting, like, in Toronto to, to pick up some chick when you're out, and then you, you're kind of rolling the dice on what, 
what kind of house you're going back to, you know? Like, are you going back to, like, I mean, I was 19, 20, so it's like, am I going back to, a, like, a dormitory for some fancy oh, fucking uni? Yeah. Or am I going back to the basement of someone's mum's house to hang out with a bunch of raver kids doing meth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like that because uh, that's the, the night pickup. You never know they're, they're standing until mm. you get back. And then you're like, what? Yeah. You live with your parents. Yeah. You lost all your money. <laughs> yeah. You said you were a stockbroker. It's like, nah. I'm just, uh, I'm rebuilding, babe. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Breakfast, yeah. breakfast is going to be cooked for us. Whatever. You get cocoa pops or cornflakes. <laughs> Mummy will serve them up while we watch cartoons. <laughs> Oh, God Dude, damn. but you know what we were talking about? Continue your story. So you were complaining about uh, having holidays as a kid. <laughs> it's very reductive, but no, I, well, I mean, that was basically the Le Bon's Bay thing. But it, I, I, didn't go, I didn't go back. I'd spend uh, every subsequent year, and it kept happening over and over, and my sisters would go, everyone would go. Maybe they took me along the first time, and it was really, they made it really shit on purpose so that I wouldn't want to come yeah. for the subsequent, subsequent ones, so they would hang out with each other without me but i would spend uh every other like all every subsequent year when they would go to le bon's bay uh i would have the whole house to myself so i could do roots which was great it was oh uh, well that's good so you stopped going but you know oh, what you yeah. don't realize is because of the power of nostalgia if you went now at your age you would love it man because I, I we went to some rough area uh, holidays and now when i go there as soon as i arrive i kick off my shoes the way the world lifts is i'm in the trailer park I'm like amongst friends. Do you know what I'm like? Fuck, you just reminisce of the childhood things because whatever your standard is becomes your standard. Do you know what I mean? And you actually feel sick. You love it, man. Do you know what I mean? You grew, you grew accustomed to it. You are too sentimental. I'm not, I'm not that sentimental. I can't. I'm like that, dude. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, I love it. Smell that hungry jacks in the air. <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> that big jack. If I went back to childhood houses, I think uh, that would be the case. And there's a few of them too because um, uh, there's it's all like property development for You've got to do it, man, because I did it as a kid. And you, you know when you're growing up, you think your house was virtually a farm? You're like, I could have had a dirt bike down there. And yeah. then you look in and you're like, this is a block of flats. <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. This is council housing. You're like, you look in the garden and I go, I remember I ran for hours. I sometimes got lost in the garden. You're like, what? This is just enough area to hang laundry. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. be- it's a washing line on a little concrete block with some shrubs so that your neighbours can't look at you naked trying to find underpants off the line. Dude, this is the thing, because I remember lying to my friends in Australia. I didn't know I was lying. I was like, oh, in South Africa, you have these massive houses. And I used to say, I said like, dude, it was like a golf course or whatever. Then I went back and then they were like, oh, how was it, man? It must have been good to see all these mansions. And I was like, <laughs> I think that we were living in a house smaller than we do now. Hey, like, I, just, <laughs> I was just really small. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> you do forget that you were really small and that does make a lot of difference, doesn't it? And I was like, fuck, I thought it was, oh, no, nah, it's actually really small. It's sort of about a 300 square meter block. It was really small. <laughs> But now my dad's uh, yearly uh, trip is to Cairns. He loves Cairns. I don't know why. I've, I go up there and visit him whenever he goes. But, man, like, it's just it's just people who have baked their brains in the heat. And there's no one can do anything. You physically can't do anything because you're walking around in a soupy daze all oh, day. Oh, dude, I know what you're saying, man, because I've done it so often in those tropical resorts or in the heat, day drinking. 
and it feels after about two hours, you feel like you've had a stroke. You're lying there and your functionality drops out and you're like, I actually feel really bad now. I've had 19 beers in 40 degree heat and I'm like, I've never felt worse. You've got like reflux, you're lying there. <laughs> Do you know what I'm like? Yeah. You know, and then you just keep dunking in the pool, but it's not actually for enjoyment. It's to try to cool off your blood. You're so hot. Because man. you're so yeah. cooked and hammered. And then you stagger into your, you know, stagger into your aircon and sleep it off. And I'm like, I really think your holidays would be better, like they say in WA now, do it locally. You mm. should just holiday to one of the rougher suburbs and then go in there on a sex romp. <laughs> sex romp with this, this low privileged woman. <laughs> <laughs> There was one trip to Cairns that was pretty good. Um, uh, I'll remember fondly forever, I think. But that's because I took pain pills as soon as I got on the plane from the Gold Coast. So when I landed yeah. in Cairns, I was pretty fucked. And I took some more. And I went and got a massage and accidentally paid for like a two and a half hour one. And I, I, man, I think part of me never left that table man like the lady at the end of it was like oh you're okay you fall asleep and i was like i didn't fall asleep i'm i'm fucked up and that was the best pulling no punches i'm not that stupid i wouldn't rely on you straight talking this could be a very very quick exit for you no nonsense negotiators the proof is in the pudding i don't think you have a pudding the dragons are back this week a surprising return visit by brendan from surrey Men come to me and say, you have money, you want more money. I say, yes, this is a good deal. He say, I have ostrich, you buy from me ostrich. I say, yes, because ostrich, very big, but we, very small. I think money be safe in ostrich. I say, yes, I like ostrich. It's like big chicken. I go to farm, I see chicken. Chicken egg, very small. I see ostrich. Ostrich egg, very big. This is good. Big egg, big money. Small egg, small money. But ostrich leg, very tall. And now the ostrich run away with the money. Because fence, too small. I have free the money from itself. You give me money to start small business. I put money into ostrich and ostrich run very fast. Now I need more money to buy bigger fence. And now you won't find money, money running free. You have to find ostrich. Millions of pounds of deals at stake, but who will walk away with the money tonight? Dragon's Den. 7 p.m. Mate, it's so good, like, the because we did it, those those escape moments, because I hated it. We went to that Exmouth and we did snorkeling at Ningaloo, and I was like, get the fuck out, I'm not doing it. But there's something great, like, when you just you just float and you look like you're inside a Windows screensaver, just looking at fish, it means nothing. But And the thing was, because I'd had such a bad week, I'm sure I was yelling, like, hate through the pipe and everyone around swimming would have heard me like, Satan can suck my dick. You won't control me. You won't control me. While everyone else snorkeled. But it was so cathartic for me, man, because I actually stopped swimming and I just drifted in the current and you just became a piece of fucking seaweed and you just looked at images of things. Do you know what I mean? It's actually, 
You know, those moments are actually really important, I realised. Like, I've been in chaos for years, man. I've been operating. <laughs> what I realised is this stockbroking job is like flying a plane, but you know how someone flies a plane and then lands? Mm. I never land. I'm always flying it. One mistake, yeah. I die, and it's just been... I've just been flying in the air for years without any chance to even go for a, a, a piss break. Yeah. You're eventually going to make a mistake and, and, you know, it's eventually going to, the pressure mounts. Mm. One error, one error, and eventually you'll be like, maybe, maybe we'll drop down to 20,000 feet, just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Your brain yeah. will eventually do that. I can't do, uh, I can't do the ocean anymore. I went, um, uh, I was taken to like on a, on a whale swimming have you seen that you can swim with whales now oh dude i tell you man your childhood sounds like a hellscape no, no, no this is no no this is fucking you were taken to a whale watching all expenses whale watching to her this is two years ago i was okay. 20 i was 26 and i went uh whale swimming swimming with humpback whales with an x and man I, I can't go to the ocean anymore. Like, it it wrecked me. It completely wrecked me. Like, it's Why, up man? In, well, it's up in, uh, like, near Noosa, somewhere on the Sunshine Coast, right? And you go up and, uh, like, it's full full diving gear, but they give you the, the foamy the foamy wetsuit so that you can't really, like, you can't go down at all and it's just yeah, a snorkel yeah. so you don't sink and die. I'm um, imagining you flailing around in the water. This was the big problem. Horrifying. Swimming in circles. Dude, horrifying. So they take you out on this boat and it's a whale watching boat. And at some point in the past five years, they've made it acceptable. They've put all these regulations in place, but you're allowed to get in the water and swim around with humpback whales, which you shouldn't yeah. be able to do. So already I'm a little bit nervous about this because whales are very Why not, big. man? You saw on Free Willy. They love human interaction. You bang oh, on the glass, you let them know you're around. Yeah, yeah, Shamu, the whale that murdered one of the many whales who has murdered its trainer by grabbing it by the hair and holding it under the water until it couldn't breathe. Dude, what was that, Doco? Black Willy or what was Black it called? Fish. No. Blackfish. Blackfish. I, I, I tried to do a play on uh, Free Willy, but Black Willy. <laughs> Black Willy. But, but, but the thing was, that guy got what he deserved, man, because when they showed that Doco and the way they sort of basically abducted, uh, the babies and the, the parents would uh, mm. mourn them for weeks howling oh, yeah. Yeah. and then they'd bring it in and try to teach it to flick a, a, a ball up into the air so that uh, t- Japanese tourists could clap and whistle as they, they bought fucking <laughs> hey, slushies. And white ones. Plenty of white ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't racist. <laughs> I'm just saying like it's a... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're just saying those know. are the ones you, you just noticed the Japanese. Well, I was picking tourists, so like, what? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, look, yeah. I was not. I, Fuck! I, I have no fear of whales before because they, they're not. Yeah. They're not going to. You know, a humpback whale doesn't want to hurt you. It's not going to try and hurt you. Nothing's going to happen. But the, the, man, these things are, are big, dude. Right? Moby Dick, they're dude, fucking, it will swallow you. They're big as fuck. So we get on this boat, man, uh, and it's like. I don't know what kind of fucking carny is operating this uh, ecotourism experience, but I'm not very yeah. happy with it because it's a big fucking whale-watching boat. It seats mm. like 100 people, and I think there's maybe 20 of us because you can know, like all, yep. all the regulations, so you can go out in groups of 10, uh, two groups yeah. of 10 or whatever it is. And so we, as soon as we're out of the, 
uh, the like the Broadwater area. Um, the guy. I'm comes imagining. Over- I'm imagining. I'm imagining. You're not even looking. You've got the curtains drawn on your laptop, sort of <laughs> updating, <laughs> updating websites and shit. No, this is I'm how you engage. I'm open. I'm open, brother. I'm there. Okay, I've got okay. the fucking. I've got the suit on. I'm like, all right, here we go. Like, I'm whatever. Mm. This is. I'll, I'm on board. I want you to have a good time. Do you know how they always say it's safe? I, I do love that because they do it in Africa as well. And they'll be like, no, it's totally safe. We've got a very good relationship with the, the lion. I'm like, dude, I checked your website. A, a Japanese tourist, which I'll double down on now because of this fucking shit. A Japanese tourist got out of her vehicle and was eaten. She thought she was in Disneyland. I and he's know. like, yeah. and they, you know what the thing I, I love about it? They always say these animals are very predictable. I'm like, Human beings aren't predictable. A human being can lash at you and fucking stab you in the throat. You, th- you think a lion's got anger management? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can yeah. easily get pissed off. Like, animals get pissed off. People's if you sit- children turn on them sometimes and murder their parents. They go like, trust me, we got the great relationship with the lion. I'm like, dude, I sat on my fucking Maltese and it bit my, tried to bite my arm off. A fucking trained poodle will try to rip your throat out if you sit on it accidentally when you're going to watch MasterChef and you sit on it, tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. I love the way that they always allay your feelings, uh, but the, the truth is if you look at the stats, animals attack, dude. There's issues with all animals. Of course they do. Of course, man. And like I've, I'm, so, I'm sitting there just trying to be like, yeah, this is going to be so much fun uh, while I've, with just the images of the fucking videos I've looked at where these fucking humpback whales that are like 15 metres long, some of them, are just swimming around and you're thinking that is the size of a bus. Like I don't, I don't really know how I feel. Well, I imagine this. this and they say, oh, they, they say won't it, it won't attack. It will. Imagine me, I've got an oar and I just keep poking it in the head over and over and over again for an hour, just banging, trying to put it in the hole. You think it's not going to get fucking agitated? Like, if you get these idiot tourists in there, like, click, 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 with photos. Do you know what I mean? Poking it, poking it, going, what's this? Is this its anus? Let me put my fucking snorkel up it. So we get out of the broadwater, right? And as soon as we're out of the broadwater, this fucking carny comes over the speaker and he's like who wants to see what three 350 horsepower engines can do and man there's like i don't know 15 45 year old women who are like Woo! I'm like, hold on, fuckhead. Where did you get your license? Like, what? This is a fucking whale watching boat. And then over the fucking speakers, man, you hear thunder. And this cunt starts ramping up the throttle to fucking thunderstruck by AC. Dude, this sounds awesome. This is a whale watching boat, man. Like, this is not a jet boat. This is some fucking guy in wraparound Oakley sunglasses who has figured out that if he pushes the fucking stick forward to the max, that the <laughs> that the boat that's supposed to carry a hundred people, which is what another ton almost, yeah, yeah, will yeah. go quite quickly. And this cunt's ripping it up in the fucking. Broadwater, dude, I love it because he's probably like hungover. Like I had it even coming from Exmouth. My Uber driver yeah. picked up, and I was like, "It's pretty unusual that his collared shirt is wet with sweat the whole way down the back." <laughs> he got in, his hands were trembling, and I was like, "This seems very disconcerting." He immediately opened as we went into the roundabout. Stay in your fucking lane, mate. Fucking learn to drive. And then I was like, he then proceeded to spend the whole trip back talking about drink driving laws 
and how like you know they were over <laughs> the top. Strict. Dude, he was talking <laughs> yeah. about like using your phone. I'm losing. Po- you lose points, and he goes, "I got a mate, <laughs> a mate. He he fucking he crashed into this post, and I'm like, why way to pick a topic, man? Do you know what I mean? But these fucking mavericks, where you're like, yeah. Then then when I left, when he dumped me off, and I jumped on board, I'm like, it's a fucking police state, mate. You, everyone knows everyone's a bit better after two beers under the belt. Hey, it brings you confidence. You mostly agree with the crazy people, don't you? <laughs> Especially when they're like in, in the driver's seat. Well, well, I said to him, I said, who, who isn't better after two beers? I don't know anyone that isn't better after two beers. <laughs> you're Is more it, confident, man. You're, well, you're more willing fun. to take more risk. You get there faster. You do get Do you know you what? Someone fun. after two beers doesn't fucking try to get you involved in a, a, a spreadsheet or ca- accounting something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we gotta yeah. we gotta add up the bill for the restaurant. Two beer person doesn't <laughs> fucking say, let's split the bill, how I'll do it on a napkin. Like it's just like, <laughs> fuck it, throw it all in. We got a bag on the way. Who cares? So we're doing 360 spins in this giant fucking boat. Uh, and th- I think that's one of the moments where I realized that I wasn't really ready to die at that time. Um, and we we're out hunting for, uh, we're out hunting for whales. Yeah. Um, uh, just like the Japanese tourists would be. Um, but with a different Mate, agenda. Mate, get, that, get off that Japanese tourist. It's inappropriate. <laughs> Why not a white tourist? Man. So funny, dude, because we're like it, the the way it works, right? Is that you can't you can't just drive up to a whale and be like, "Quick, get in!" You're yeah. supposed to you're supposed to find the whales, which takes a while, and then you park up the boat. The whales come to you, which they do because they're naturally curious, and then you're allowed to get in groups at a time, and you're not allowed to touch the whales. It's like all these different these things that they're very they hammer real hard on, right? So you're looking for these whales for quite a bit, man. And there's this American guy sitting just in front of me, and I hear him turn to his uh his partner and go i don't know why they don't have radar or a drone and i'm like what are you fucking talking about you tom clancy reading fucking what do you like, mean what did he want it for what did he want a drone for find, to find the whales man he's like i don't know how they're gonna find anything out in this in this water or from this boat man why don't they have a drone or radar or something i'm like what Dude, I love fucking splinter cell motherfucker. The the was the hunt for Red October. <laughs> I love American tourists are so disgusting. You, you know, know what I mean? You imagine him in the water with a fucking nachos in a bucket that's floating as he eats, and you film. Whenever you film them, I always often take photos of them when I'm touring around. They look so despicable. Do you know they they would always be in that whale watching, and the woman's got a yeah. fucking um pretzel and a fucking nachos in a hat and he's got half a litre of Pepsi as they f- float around near this whale. I had to double check to make sure he only had Mars bars in his gun holster, but he was ready to quick draw and fire upon anything he saw moving out there, man. Yeah. So good. Um, we're out there for ages and uh, they don't guarantee that you'll find whales, obviously. So yeah. uh, my girlfriend's like freaking out. Like, what if we don't? I'm like, we'll find them, we'll find them. And eventually they're like, oh, we've, we've spotted some. We're going to drift on over to them. So you, you drift on over and then everyone's sitting there like, oh, where are the whales? Where are the mm. whales? Uh, they're like, no, no, they're around here. We'll just, just wait. And then, man, one of these fucking things bursts up like next to the yeah, boat. And they are fucking monsters dude beautiful so beautiful but i'm like i do not want to get in the water with this fucking thing uh but we do it's great first group goes out and i'm sitting there watching them man with my fucking scoot like my snorkeling gear all ready to go for as soon as they get out and they're like all right we're gonna they'll get out and then you guys will jump in i'm like can we fucking not man and 
dude, these they're, they're ants dwarfed by these school bus yeah. fucking monsters. And the thing, I'm not scared that one of the whales is going to turn around and go, fuck you, cunt. I'm just nervous that one of the whales is going to, like you would with an ant or a bee, just move and you, oh, I crushed that bug. Whoops, sorry. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it only takes it. one of them breaching. They land on your head and fucking your C4 vertebrae is split Dude, they do half. do that because I've done it before, like on a game drive with an elephant and I kept putting my hand between its leg, you know, to feel the skin push on it. And then eventually, you know, they do, it grabbed me by the trunk and sort of pushed me away. Do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) that fat American tourist probably in there going, I wanted bigger whales. I wanted bigger whales poking it. Where's the real whale? And you're like, you are the whale, you fat fuck. You are the whale. Imagine you drive off and go, you're a whale now as as well, fuckhead. You know what I love is I realise on these trips, they sign permission slips which means you that that maniac that's driving with ACDC planning can actually come back. Oh. He can come back with three less people as long as he's got your signature yeah, on yeah. a file and he's going, sorry, we yeah. lost track. He signed the form. He said it was... Sorry, man, he signed the form. It was very foggy weather. We lost track. There's two fat Americans <laughs> that we couldn't account for. We don't know where they are. And it's like... You just check your file and make sure you've got a valid signature, match that to their passport, and then just rev off and leave them out there. Like, you haven't actually done anything yeah. wrong. Because this is what I realised on um, school trips. You always trust your kids where, with the teacher. As soon as he's got that signature, he's, he's home and host. He's going to the zoo. He's having oh, yeah. ice creams. He loses three as long as he's got that legally binding signature that says, okay, well, if anything happens to my son in the next six hours at per zoo... There's no callback on you. So I'm like, what you're basically doing is, is giving him free range to have a day off. Every other day he's, got to, he's accountable for your kids. Now you go, take him to the zoo and here's a note that if anything happens, I'll be fine with it. Like it's fucking the most reckless move. Man, I, when I, I started this one job uh, where we sold experiences mm. and uh, when I got in there, they were like, oh, this fucking court case. I'm like, oh, what court case? And they go, oh, some guy's suing us because his kid, they went on something and like they're teenagers and they they went quad biking. And anyway, one of them got decapitated, but well, it's all fine because they've signed all the forms. So yeah, yeah. it's not a problem. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? People are so cool with a permission slip. It's like, yeah, we're taking them down to the Ferris wheel. <laughs> We're taking to the Royal Show. We're going to give them a day out. Imagine if you went to school and you arrived on day one and they go, hey, look, before you drop them off, can you just sign this form so if I fuck up at all, there's no legal clawback? You wouldn't even leave you to school. They'd go like, hey, we need a full uh, disclaimer for the next year while they're in my care because, you know, I like to drink when I take them down to the pool. (laughs) You you know what I mean? You wouldn't sign that note if you when you're dropping that school. uh, A Get out of jail card free is effectively what you're giving yeah, them. Gym teacher's a bit handsy, mate. We just need to make sure that you're not going to come after us with any litigation if it all goes south. So, And then we're happy to start teaching them all the algebra We'll teach them algebra. We just want to know. But they're always... Uh, you know what I like is the teacher no, isn't normally like that. They're always trying to downplay stuff. They're like, oh, he's been, mm. he's been stung by a stonefish. Nah, it'll be all right. You know, I don't think it was. It's probably a bit of glass. It's going to just give them some time because they're in denial. And I'm like, he's swearing. He's fucking bleeding from his, you know, like his mouth. And they're like, just give yeah, me. I remember going on a field trip one time and I touched a plant and then my whole hand went numb and no one seemed to, no one wanted to talk about it at all. And then it eventually just went away, I guess. Mate, <laughs> kids are out of control, man. 
Because, you know what I mean? Mm. I remember some of our school camps and it was wild. I don't even think I've said it on this, but, you know, like people went crazy because you're away from your parents and the whole thing is to cause trouble, right? To throw rocks, yeah. break yeah. things. I remember people like we were given an axe to get firewood and people spent most <laughs> of the night chopping trees down, like entire trees. People were just, we're set to work with eight axes and they go, go and get some firewood. And we're like, it just became a game to see if you could clear out the entire forest. You know, people were just, people were leaving their tents to work on trees, just like, bow, bow, bow. Teacher woke up and was in, what? 40 f- old growth trees have been fucking decimated by these idiots. You know, these fucking idiots. And you're like, I'm sorry. We were howling with laughter. And I said, don't go near that, uh, the retirees in the caravan because I rocked their fucking caravan for about three hours as they shouted. We did that as well, man. We started rocking caravans and howling and banging, probably banging on the, win- banging on the windows with the axe. Bah, bah, bah. But, but I'm saying, I'm saying. Just hoist. Just hoisting the axe head up into the window so Dude. the doors can see it fucking coming. But I'm saying, like, it. teachers do have their work cut out because kids on tour cut sick. The whole thing is to be oh, yeah. as naughty as possible. You actually do. And occasionally one of them will accidentally off themselves, and I don't think the teacher should be blamed for that. Well, man, I just think uh, school excursions seem insane to me. Like, I've taken my kid to mm. things, and I'm like, it's hard to keep track of them, and I, and I love them. I'm like, this person is on a government wage <laughs> yeah, and they're not paid properly. So I'm like, it's insane yeah, 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 yeah. To, to, to go <laughs> off to a fucking adventure world where they're on lilos and they, one can drift underwater at any moment. We're going to Disneyland and it's going to be a Disneyland. beautiful time. And it's, you know what I love that the, the, when they count, this is when you know you've got issues, when you're getting back on the bus and they're counting numbers. Oh, because it's a clear two, sign. Four, six, eight. And they're like, Jimmy, where's your buddy? Where's Clarence? I don't know where Clarence is. It's a clear is. breach that they've obviously not tracked it for two hours when you're rolling the dice yeah. at the end and saying, we need 94, <laughs> and it's like 83. I'm like, well, what are you going to do now, fuckface? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, where are the other seven? I don't know. We're going to fill these seats in. We've only reconciled the data in the bus. We haven't been keeping track. Seven are missing. Check for seven forms that are signed. It will fucking laminate them so they don't degrade before the court case. <laughs> So we're out there with these beautiful yep. creatures and group A gets back on the boat and they're like, all right, group B. And already I'm thinking, I, I am not, I'm not enjoying this in the water. Uh, it, man. And they're like, just follow, you got to follow the instructor, follow the instructor, make sure you're following the instructor, man. This fucking instructor could not be keener on getting up close and personal with these fucking school bus with wings. Mm. And man, I remember like uh, uh, I, I'm kind of, I'm at the back, drifting back, thinking like if yeah. anything goes wrong, surely it's going to be on, like I'll be away from the group yeah. a little bit. I might avoid being whipped into the air by one of these fuckers' tails. And I got my head above the water, and there's mate. Uh, I'm imagining you gingerly sort of on the on the cursory area behind all the other people, sort of like like a, like yeah. a, a doing yeah. doggy paddle. Doggy paddle behind your your yes. your more dominant. That's exactly partner, what I'm doing. And you're doing little doggy paddle <laughs> with your head up behind the fat whale, uh, the American, way behind it, just waiting for time to pass, so you're not revealed as a coward, and you can be returned back to the boat to check your emails. 
<laughs> man, these whales, because the whales finally start getting close, and I'm like, fuck this, man. I'm swimming backwards, and the instructor's like, stay with the group. I'm like, get fucked, man. What are you talking about? Like, I want to be back on the boat. I put my head under the water, right? And then one mm. of these things... It swims underneath me, one of these fucking whales, and I think, holy fuck, like that is it's so big, man. It's so yep. terrifying. And uh it's it's quite a way way underneath me. And then I look up and the other one I can see in the distance just ahead, right? And then I pop yeah. my head over above the water it's not in the fucking distance man it's like three meters in front of me i'm like how close was the one underneath get me the f- i'm trying to swim out oh, of the water mate. at this point like i don't want to be in here anyway finally get back on the boat um and and the girlfriend's like oh that was amazing i'm like yeah i fucking oh, i am losing my mind i hate this and they're like oh we've got time to go for a second a second run as well i come that's right i go to the bathroom i come out i'm doing that thing where you got to piss while you're wobbling back and forth on this boat until yeah, 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 into yeah. a hole I'm like why don't you just piss off the side anyway um and they i come out and they're like oh uh your uh, your girlfriend's uh, gone back in we've got time for if you want to jump back in the water i'm like absolutely i think what you're forgetting here not. what you're forgetting you mean your ex-girlfriend who's seen you emasculated on this whale to a complete drip like no involvement your ex-girlfriend is now <laughs> swimming with one of the american boys yeah Do you know what i mean? don't you, mean Fucking leave her with the whales. I don't care. I just want to be back on land. Mate, but it happens all the time. Like, you're sensible because the amount of... T- like, that, that happened on the Great Barrier Reef uh, recently where, you know, they were doing the scuba diving and then just two tourists were lost when they did the final wreck of Dada. And they were, like, they were just swept away in the water and it was like... Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Anyway, guys, <laughs> anyone want to buy a souvenir hat? And uh, we've got reef samples, and we'll, we'll sort that out. We actually took your photo from the boat as you learned that uh, some of your fellow tourists were killed by the ocean. So if you want to save that moment on a mug, we can print it off for you when we get back to the hut on the side of the moor. Dude, this is the thing, and they just drifted off, and then you realise your life is in the hands of a psycho because... Uh, when you talk about the turnover in these tourist jobs, like most of these people are backpackers or yeah. uh, carnies. They're, yeah. they're not engaged. Like everyone I've spoken to that's done it only seems to do it for about 18 months and then they quit. <laughs> do you know, like no one's in there going like, oh, oh hi, my mateys, I've been doing this for 40 years. It always seems to be some methed out guy that's trying to rediscover himself and, you know, he's, he's got a boat and he's just fucking having a what? go. Man, especially with this thing, because it's like the whale watching. Sure, they've been doing whale watching for a long time, but now they're talking about oh, new regulations and what we're. I'm like, how long have we been able to swim with these whales for? And they're like, I don't know, six months. And you go, oh, this doesn't seem super safe. But we we go back. I'll I'll finish up. We go back and we get back. Yeah. Uh, I'm fucking just horrified. Every time I close my eyes for days afterwards, all I can see is that whale swimming underneath me, and it just gives me the fucking shits, man. Shit, man. I thought you'd just be imagine imagining that fat american tourists eating nachos <laughs> that's what would stick with me watching someone eat <laughs> yeah or yeah. pulling his gun out and threatening if we don't find a way oh soon, my god he's gonna start offing other people on the boat and we start cut we come back in to sunshine coast into the little broadwater thing and then like a fu- man <laughs> like a fucking horror movie i just hear da na 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 thunder and these 40 year old women up the front are woo 
again oh, as this fucking carny turns up the fucking engines again and starts doing I'm like, mate, I just survived the whales not smashing my skull into pieces and now you're rolling the dice 40 metres away from my fucking Dude. car. <laughs> At least he wasn't doing this the normal thing, which is the the tour guide that does the, the same jokes. We're like, they call them whales, I call them beamer. You know what I mean? Like, and you're like, get a new act, mate. You can burn them almost immediately. This is yeah. get a new act. You've done this all. That you, I, you, you, you know what I I'm going to start doing on those tours is be like what you do at stand up, going like, I went on this two two years ago. You said the same thing. Get new material, mate. Immediately fuck them up. Fuck them up. Oh, that I went on this tour before. Say something different, mate. Get again, you know, like the heckler? The Alex yeah. Williamson heckler? <laughs> Throw your glass at the Dude, back of his head. Alex Throw Williamson, he wasn't far off the Kramer rat. Like no, he, the only thing close. that saved him that it wasn't a minority. Like he was had that rage. Yeah. He would have been yeah. fucked. He oh. basically you could see he had that um that he had anger that energy, rage. Had that anger, yeah, yeah. You know that energy that energy is pathetic though, because when you see someone like that, you know they're gonna get fucked up. Because yes. it didn't seem that tough. It seemed like he was out of control. Like you don't see a UFC fighter act like that. That is a, a weak white guy that's about to get fucking disabled. Don't you think? Like about to get <laughs> yeah. fucking schooled. When you act yeah. like that, you're not tough. I don't think. You look, you're about to get fucking ripped. I don't think anyone on a stage dodging glasses looks very tough, to be honest. No, but the way, he, the way he was like, come on, come on. You open your mouth, you pay the price. I'm like, that oh, yeah. is a guy Those that's about words. to be fucking put in a coma. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, we should get on to... Picks of the week. Dude, but we haven't done any of We've got Patreons now. We've got all these things, but we'll mention that next time on another right. app. Uh, well, well, we'll do Pick of the Week. We'll finish up with the Patreon thing, and then we'll... Um, but we won't get into the um, into sticks. We'll save that. We'll uh, save so. sticks, and then we also had the, the Sponsor Child the series. Sponsor child we've got to save that for the next the one. That's child. the big thing. And we had the Hedge Fund, and, and we had I the... Know, I know. You know I what know. else we hadn't yeah, spoken we'll about? Me. We hadn't what? spoken about the farm betting app. The I know we're gonna we've sa- we're saving all this stuff. Don't you worry. That was um, hours. That- and you know what we didn't do? We didn't do my whole Fagan story when I operated oh, in the boiler fuck. room. Yes, I finally got Wolfie to talk about. I was, for weeks, I've been trying to get onto the subject of his first uh, stockbroker. The boiler job, room, and we and we did it. And then he, of course, he fucked it up. I feel like <laughs> the the sticks thing can. It's too much pressure now. We have to wait until we get yeah, a bit more wait. confidence. It's like, you know, trying uh, a new Natu- bit on it'll stage. naturally get in there, man. It's got to naturally come in. Out. And then, you know yeah. what we can do? We can keep alluding to the sticks bit mm-hmm. um, and, and making it even harder for it to ever succeed. It was a one-off. It was a one-off. I don't think it can be actually revisited. Um, that's, okay, let's do, let's, do, let's do our picks of the week. Oh, mate, well, um, you know what? Okay, so look, obviously I'm... Um, I've been rinsed, but fuck, man, most things are doing all right, hey? Nova yeah. closed at 15 and a half cents. Like, that's not bad. Can't no, be angry with that. It's big, man. I mean, all of these things that you've called, again, pretty good, man. Even Aussie Broadband, which had a little dip during the but day. But you know what the thing that, you know what I actually, nice. I got onto Estoralia EST, which was fucking, that's the pick of the week, man. Fuck, that was good, eh? Hey? Do you mean, you don't, wait, do you mean ESR? Yeah, ESR. Fuck, I don't know ESR. what I'm doing. 
I know you don't I know sound like doing. well it's probably better Australia like, Resources man that has been a big one and you did call Oh dude that. I was in there at five and a half and it's 15 now and it looks like we'll see what the drilling result is it's probably be the trade of the year by the looks I'm not in it it's looking like it's going to open at 18 cents it's a monster Nova's doing well Waringa was still waiting on and then there was other little trades that I did Azure Minerals I got in there at like 37 and got out at like 45. Um, but that's both of these are nickel sulfide plays with the universe mocking me because those mm-hmm. were obviously what brought me down years ago. So then yeah. obviously after the MISA, I'm licking my wounds and then the universe spits up tantalizing prospects that seem very familiar <laughs> to the last time when two <laughs> nickel sulfide <laughs> stocks appeared that uh, that promised the solution do you know the the kings to the keys to the castle and then proved yep. to be a fucking mirage now after all this decimation and me so sort of faltering for a while two two stocks both nickel sulfide offer but i doubt myself and now watch them soar to hundreds and hundreds of dollars <laughs> as i sit on the side growing more and more resentful and spiteful and more and more likely to become a school shooter <laughs> so we have had uh we have had gains on um brain chip uh which i did actually put some money into which is good because brain chip has is slowly clawing back the losses that i made on thinking oh, that well, i mate. should follow andrew wolf into the into the fray on meso people are fools man like there's no real big loss there it's just if you're in leverage i mean a 30 yeah. percent dip get over it grow up you <laughs> pussy that's right. Well, I'm making my money back, so I, it's not a problem. But you know what I mean? Like, oh, everyone, oh, 30%, you pussy, that's nothing. Like, have a margin in there and see what that actually multiplies out to. And that's then true. try process that as a human being, a God-loving fear, uh, being, you know, I don't know, sentient being, just looking to be accepted in this world that just continues to be pushed under the water but with the oar like a fucking whale. Being watched, pushed, waiting for me to lash out. It's yep, coming, dude. That's right. <laughs> God continues to fucking taunt me. Yeah, 30% is not a big loss when you've lost 130% before, right? It's all about perspective. The problem was uh, the leverage position. Like, that's, there's no big sticks. Who cares? It got delayed. The COVID news will come in. We'll bury back. Everyone will be all hunky-dory for everyone except me who has to try yes. fucking do a Goliath-like comeback. Because you needed to have it all at once. It's proof of product. If I come back from this, then I can no longer be denied because I will have done a Rocky-like comeback and smashed Apollo yep. Creed. So it's a, good, <laughs> it's a good moment for me. It's a good um, test. We, you also mentioned uh, GIB, uh, Jib, Jib. or Yeah, Jib, that was good, dude. Diamonds. But you know what? You know what the thing is? It was sort of like these um, uh, Warringah, right? They had the JV and the, the gas supply agreement and you were like, well, why is it not taking off? And it's because the cap raising was coming. While all these brokers right. all knew it was there selling out. I'm like, why is it not really getting momentum? Oh, well, it's just insider trading. Insider yeah, trading yeah, yeah. by some local brokers. Which is what we had with WGO. So the WGO did a, did a cap which raising. Was, which, was, which was my plan, right? And I spoke about that. Like, if we ever find money... I wanted to try set up this syndicate that, uh, you know, ASIC doesn't do its job. Maybe we can for profit. We start mm-hmm. going after people for uh, 
you know, market manipulation, insider trading for personal damages. And it could be mm -hmm. that, you know, that's the next maneuver. You go like, yeah. well, I know that you handled this uh, cap raising and I can see that you traded out of it three days before that's against the law and i want my personal damages outside of asics and then we can just start attacking the other brokers do you know which was what, what we spoke about last time yeah so what wolfie wants what what we want to do is incorporate sure thing start uh, yep. the fund which we're very close to um which we're going to have to get into on another another app um but we've yep. got uh we have the mechanics figured out so we can trade as sure thing proprietary limit. we're mainly using that we're mainly using the funds to attack people in the industry, like a game of Guess Who, to just push faces down of various <laughs> brokers yeah. and we just come at them and they're like, I don't know why he's so angry. And I'm like, well, he's a spiteful, small, pathetic little man and he's like Alice, <laughs> Alex Williamson on the stage and he wants to <laughs> lash out. So he's going for you, boys. I'm coming. It's going to be like, Guess Who? I'm going to put their face up and go, Bell Potter, fucking batter up. We're going to fucking go through all your data. And you know what? You've got a track record. We're a totally cling. You've got 10 years of trading data. You better make sure it's fucking airtight because I'm going to sniff over every single transaction you've done and try peg you. <laughs> yeah, because we, uh, yeah, we, we were talking about what we were going to do with the Patreon money as we have our first patron uh, at $5 a month who I think is Hank, right? Hank sounds right. Hank, man, um, an American guy, so he would have loved that American content that we just. Oh, I would have, yeah. You know? That would be a great right uh, sweeping, ste sweeping stereotypes and generalizations, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which we Guns do so and well. Fat and gun fat. Gun, oh, he's probably fat, eating gun, in the water. Gun, probably eating in the water, gun, knowing one of those. Gun, but man, we've got to talk about what we're going to do with the Patreon money. But I don't have time to do it now, because and and also I just I just did the guess who bit, and you know what? It didn't work. Didn't work. No, because we're, we're coming time. back, man. We're revisiting. We're revisiting later. I know, we're but I'm saying back. to you, well, when we did that riff last time, it was quite funny. But man, we've this got four minutes because you're going to go record another podcast. I'm trying Dude, to I've got to wrap it all up. I'm doing, I'm doing another episode. I know. Yes. Let me wrap it up. <laughs> so okay, we've, got, we've got the, obviously, any of the Patreon money we're going to do dumb shit with. That's the point. Thank you, Hank, you stupid fuckhead for giving us money. It's what a stupid thing to do. We'll open the ne next episode explaining what we're going to do with his money yes the few we've got things. the discord there now as well so you can uh we'll put a link up to that so we can when we uh when we do incorporate we've got streaming have you got a pick for the week though i want a new pick something to look at that we no, can i've revisit. already said ESR. what is it esr is your one you think we're going up from here still it's going to go through the fucking roof man esr is well we, boy. we'll see i mean we've picked it from five cents it's uh, mm -hmm. it's close at fifteen. It looks like, it looks. Who knows, man? It it could be a monster. And um, I've got, as I said, I d I left my trunks at home. <coughs> they were stolen by Miso Blast, <laughs> so it's great. Sorry, miss, my togs aren't here. I haven't signed my fucking permission slip, so you can't drown me again <laughs> with a false promise. Yeah, I'm just holding out until. Brain chip makes my fucking money back, and then WGO is going to come off with a clean double, and we're golden. You sound like you're in a gambler's spiral. As soon as you're trying to get back to a certain number, you're fucked. <laughs> 
Oh, is that right, Wolfie? <laughs> huh? Is that right? Yeah. I would also yeah, well, have you know. Did I send you? I sent you a photo, man. I've been I've, I've been doing small ones just to test the waters because I kept liquidating my position. But I have been doing some very solid futures uh, trading on at leverage on crypto and coming out with a hundred and twenty percent on my well, uh, P and L. This the, this sounds like a recipe for disaster. So it's right in our wheelhouse, <laughs> <laughs> mate. It's uh, it's gonna come right. It's a sure thing. It's all gonna be. Mate, good. it's all a sure thing. But maybe we can record one later on, when we're in a better state. This this could be the last step, man. Because like the last step <laughs> was what broke me. That no. broke the yielding. No, it's good. This was being. It's yielding pretty... is what, what's it called? A horse with no dick, like no balls. Yielding. Uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, gelding. Is that it? Yeah, I said yielding because we're tying it into the sure thing thing. We're even smarter <laughs> than. Gelding uh, yeah, is what it's called. A gelding, a castrated animal. Fuck, I can't uh, believe it. Mate, you, and guess what? You are the gelding at the moment. You, MSB has castrated you. I know, man. Well, it's all ducker now for me or <laughs> docker or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> Look it up, it's guys. Do some Eastern uh, philosophy. It's pretty obvious shit. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, if you would engage anywhere outside of your own culture, you know, try learn from other areas. fucks. You don't, even know what, you don't even know what dog car is. You don't know Ducker. about the dog cat and what dog Dude, cat's you know what I, I, re- I realised, which was funny, is we were taking so much guidance from Alan Watts for a little bit and we did that stupid little parody. And then uh, we, I found out that he died an alcoholic, an unhappy guy <laughs> that couldn't handle his own life. He was fucking destroyed. Shane made sure to send that through to you so you knew that. So he, I loved it so much. Yeah. He had all these great ideas, but he really needed 19 bourbons to process yeah, yeah. this place. So much, much ado about nothing, really. Hey, probably better off. In the same way that capitalist hero uh, and libertarian, greatest libertarian of all time, Ayn Rand, died uh, just disabled on uh, on a socialist welfare system, you know, being taken care of well, by the state that she rallied against so hard. Mate, well, you, you come here, you arrive with nothing, you leave with nothing. He's a lucky That's man. True. Truly Atlas shrugged, right? Yeah. Fucking man, make sure when you turn this thing off, you watch it, save, and you do all the shit. Mate, this wasn't a good app anyway. We can lose this. It was one. a no good app. Fuck off, Wolfie. Jeez, We're recording man, two sucked. more. We're covering the, whale the rest story, of it. The whale story never ended. It's fucking. I felt like I was on the fucking boat for fuck's sake. No, I'm joking. I'm I always going to try hamming up. You had that DJ story and you get the whale stuff. It's gone uh, swell. <laughs> swimmingly. It's going swimmingly, mate. We're doing well. Please don't give me flashbacks with any sort of nautical reference like that. I'm not a fan. Oh, mate, I thought like doing that swimmingly tie-in was, yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, open mic not, comedy at its best, hey. I'm fucking, not going there back you on go. The, I'm never going back on those boats, brother. I hate the water. Leveraging your home. Margin personal loans. Hedged by put contracts. Holding 15 overexposed bad positions Looming threat of liquidation Everybody wants to 